We're just getting the hatties down. All right. Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. <laughs> Fuck, hey, man. Now you can't even talk. <laughs> no, man. Hi, I'm your I'm host. The Arl. <laughs> Hi. I'm Hi, your host. Y'all. I'm the Arl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's. All right. Oh, man. This is way too early for this. Fuck or it. way just, too late. Just, just leave it. Just I'm Vico the Bearded Jay. One. I'm Vico yeah. the Bearded One, as usual. You can call me JT for short. We're joined by my co-host and uh, fellow epic uh, outtaker. I think that works. Alex the yeah. Earl Martinez. I mean, if you don't know us, if you don't know us, we're having fun. So if this is your first episode. If this is I... your first episode, man, you've got some catching up to do. You don't even fucking know what to expect. And even but... if you start from this point and just go forward, just know that we're not having a bad time. Yeah, absolutely not. Before we get started, there's a couple things that we have to start doing. It's like punch the mic. Bam. <laughs> so, uh, as we grow our our audience, uh, in order to continue to grow that, you got to like, comment, and subscribe. Would you say that it, as we touch it, it gets bigger? Uh, I would say that's usually the case for most things. Okay. I'm pouring my glass now. I can't fucking do this. I'm drinking fucking some uh, moonshine. That. From the Willie's Distillery. Fuck, I'm gonna have to drink because, like, I'm I can't speak. So, uh, what do I'm you got? In uh, January, I got some Aviation gin. Finally, finally, and some tonic. Hallelujah! So we, uh, we're 23 days in, and I've drank three days out of okay. 23. That's pretty good. So that's pretty good for me. And and I'm and I'm rocking the Zennies, you know. Oh shit. At the Zenny Sixes. Why, uh, I didn't even know you had a nicotine problem. I don't. It's just fun. You know what? That's fair, because I ha- I like the coffee flavor ones. I can't do those. That's, like, no? the only one I can't do. No, but my favorite is the citrus. The citrus. I do a citrus when I'm drinking booze, typically. And then if I'm drinking coffee, I obviously do the fucking coffee one. So, so it's like... It- that halfway, like at noon, I don't, I don't do them, because that's the handoff point. Yeah, I was figuring that if I did citrus with a G and T, that perfect. I'm in good shape, right? Yeah, I, uh, I have uh, three experimental batches of mead coming up. Dun dun dun. So we've these w- these won't be released to the public because I we have to taste them. Are they coming to Tejas? Now, so unfortunately, because of all the other things that are going on in my life, I wasn't able to get the bruise on. To go You're to a bitch. I do have three bottles still. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Justine just cracked out a, a top secret one uh, yeah. last weekend. I so, was wondering what she did that with that one. I made that. I gave that one to her uh, in Bozeman, directly to her. I said, don't fucking yeah. give this to Rudy. Yeah, we had to sneak it away from him. That motherfucker would like, eh, smell it. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. So that was May, right? Yeah, almost a year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was over. No, it was over a year old. 
Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't bottled in it wasn't bottled in May, so that was sitting on my shelf for a bit. So yeah, yeah it's probably about a year old. Yeah, fuck it, let's go with it. But that dog definitely hunted. That dog was a good dog. That dog hunted. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, I guess we can do a little uh, let everybody know. So I'm um, I'm working on making a uh, peanut butter chocolate mead. Wow. I am also going to make a whiskey mead. Do you just pour it on ice cream? <laughs> you know, man, I don't know, man. It could. So here's here's how it's going to work. It's either going to be the most epic mead that I've ever made in my entire life. Just a disaster. Complete disaster that I just drink when I'm sad at my life. Which is just to remind you why you're sad at your life. Yes, absolutely. The bearded and Viking the, way. And since you brought up uh, gin. Mm-hmm. So I, I said the, the whiskey mead, which is actually going to be not really whiskey because we don't distill, but it's a um, white oak aged mead. And I will, I'm going to use some peat moss to give it the, the scotchy feel. Mm. It's going to be real, real good. I can't wait. OG is the base. It's going to be scotchy. 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 Bait me up. Bait me up, scotchy. Um. <laughs> did you just drop a Star Trek reference? I did for you. I don't think that's ever happened. No. <laughs> this is going to be a weird night. <laughs> this is Just fucking hold on. This is going to be a weird <laughs> night, guys. I am sober as a jaybird right now. Oh, um, I haven't even had a beer since uh, Saturday when I watched that stressful fucking game. Anyway, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to finish up the mead conversation. So the final one, because you're drinking gin, it is is going to be an epic gin, like a gin kind of mead. So it's original mead based with yarrow, which grows up here, juniper berries, and hibiscus. Well, let's not give away all the secrets at once. I'm not going to tell. They don't know how to make it. They don't know the, the quantities. Guy. Hey, listen, it's published. It's called a Skyrim mead. Fuck ass. I don't know. Whatever. It's, these are experiments. You may or may not get to see them. I don't even care because it may just be one of those things that we keep here as a It'll just be a house se- select reserve. Yeah, we can't get high on our own supply. <laughs> For fuck's sake, come on, fuck. Just get get fucked up on the uh, on the reserve supply on the house yeah, needs. Fuck yeah, they're like those ones that you have to come to Columbus to drink. Yeah, I'm I'm in on that. That's fine. Uh, so we've got some cool things happening with the mead front. Uh, did you see that our septic system uh, approval came through? Yeah, I'm sure that like by the time like we dig a hole, they'll like unapprove it or something. They'll just like uh, send us a they'll send us a get fucked well card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's fair. Um, I think that I'm fucked up right now. Seriously, is because of that glo- the studying for this global econ econ final. Like I tomorrow 3 p.m. Mountain time. Good luck. Ah, well, I will need it. Even though I feel like I know it, but I will need it. So, what do you have going on? We've talked about the shit that I'm going to be doing here. What do you got? Dude, I don't, I'm not doing anything, like, ever. Really? That's My plan is to just not do anything. It's just hmm. to just, just coast by in my 30s and not do shit. No, 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 that's a 40, that's a 50s thing. We got a lot of work to do. Mm. Well... Okay, but it's not that's work. Fair. It's that's not, fair. It's going to be work for a bit. But like. 
I think it's going to be enjoyable work. Like, we haven't killed each other in two and a half years of doing this yet. That's true. That's true. So, like, <clears throat> and that's with a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, no, I, I legitimately, I have, like, baseball going on. And then, like, every weekend, my plan is, like, don't die. That's fair. You from know, alcohol poisoning like, or, like, from working out? Yeah, just everything, all of it. Okay. Just a yes, a blanket yes. Mm. And then uh, I think that I finally got this this Dodge in my garage. Don't say it. Don't finish it. Don't 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 finish it's, it. It's 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 finally it's close. Okay. It's close. <clears throat> I should have a deposit in minutes. So we'll see. But okay, listen. I said don't say it. So I'm not. We'll I was see. The, I was we'll the voice see. of reason. We'll see. We'll it's see. Bad when I'm the voice I'm, of reason. I just I just feel like. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like it's time. I feel like this is the right one. I'm in you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like when you find that right one, you just know, you yeah. just know. I feel like I found the right one. That's good. I'm in on this. So I hope hopefully, it is. Hopefully it goes to a good home. Yeah. I bet you it does. I hope so. It um, sounds like it's going to. I feel bad because Pitbull Rick's moving on, but it was, I mean, at the same time, it is what it is. I wish I could say it was a good run. That's fair. I feel like old cars are either there. There's not a middle ground, right? There is fuck this and fuck this. And there's, this was awesome. And then like when you are like when you're in the middle of it, like you're like, okay, this isn't that bad. But then you look back at what you spent and what the enjoyment was. You either had a, an awesome run with it or it was like, no, fuck this. Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, yeah. and with this, I feel like there was so much that was not right and not good that I just had to put a fuck ton of money to get it right and good so I could get it out of here before, like, it decided to be a dick about something else. Well, that's fair. But the good news is, is it's right now. So the next person that gets it isn't going to have the same experience that I had with it. You go through cars like I go through birds. They get to do cool shit, like put like wheels and tires on it now. Or like oh. a stereo system, like, you know, something like that. Or if they're like, you know, cholo, then they can put some curb feelers on it and whatever. No way, dude. No way. It's too I'm, It's too high. It's too high. Oh, that's fine. For now. For now. For now. I don't know if there's any cholos where it's going. It's going, it's going up like French fries and gravy area, bro. Oh. oh. Yeah. There's always there's cholos everywhere, bro. You're right. Somebody's got to work. I mean, it's fair. There's <laughs> there's, 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 there's lots of shit that's got to get done. Uh, other than that, dude, like we got some really cool shit. Um, <clears throat> if you guys haven't jo- looked on the uh, socials, wherever they're located on in your realms, you should definitely go check out the Instagram. You should check out. Uh, the tech talk or the Facebook because we got a fucking dope sign. Have you been doing your social media posts once a week? Have you been doing your TikToks once a week? When? It's not once a week yet. It was last uh, week. It was... I didn't. I did not see a TikTok last week. Yeah, I just fucking posted. That's where I got the fucking like the whole layout for the Instagram. It's real. Fucker, what are you talking about? 
Like the the fucking reel that I tagged you in. Did you tag me in a reel? The thing that you shared on your story with me and the fucking the sign glowing oh. red. I can't wait. I thought that came from Instagram. That was my bad. No, no. They came from TikTok. You're supposed to just talk on TikTok, I thought. I thought you just did the TikTok talk. I do a lot of things on TikTok. Mostly I give people hooch balls. You gotta is... be <laughs> you gotta you gotta master the walk and talk. I can't I can't do that, dude. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> ain't happening. I can fucking barely speak tonight, let alone fucking walk and talk. That's crazy. Crazy talk, dude. Uh, we got, we will be going live on TikTok and the socials, but before we go into that, like, boat, do your thing. There's a sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what do it looks kick. like with red, but uh, as soon as uh, the playoff run for my team ends, it's going to go to orange or green or probably blue. I don't know. We'll see because you can change the color of it. It's pretty dope. Yeah, didn't you already see that, like, it's supposed to be uh, Baltimore and uh, San, Fran. San Francisco Super Bowl? Yeah, well, have you, we'll see. Have you seen all that conspiracy it, shit? It, oh, dude, yeah, there's a, there's a shitload of it. And you know what? Honestly, if that's the case, I'm not mad. Like, I don't really care. Whatever. I don't, they, think, this, I don't think San Fran's going to get there, dude. I think it's going to be the Chiefs again. The Chiefs? Well, no, the Chiefs are playing Baltimore and the Niners are playing the Lions. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, I had it, I had it backwards. I was thinking that they were playing. Uh, I don't think the chefs are making it. Oh, the chefs are totally making it. I don't want the chefs to make it. Dude, Taylor Swift and her man are making it. Yeah, it's a rematch for me for Super Bowls, anyways. No matter what, dude. I'm, it's the gonna, only it's, two losses in Super Bowl history for the Niners are the two fucking teams rem- remaining. So it's like, like we it, if we win this weekend. It's going to literally be like, oh, fuck. Now I have like two weeks of fucking butthole pucker. Cool. Dude, it's going to be the Swifties versus the uh, the M&Ms, bro. No. Yeah, dude. Nah. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't like your tone. I'm just saying. I don't like your tone. Yeah. Sorry, I can't even, bro. I can't. I don't like your tone. Can you remember? No. It's going to happen. Dude, how sad are you going to be? Are you going to have like a week of mourning? Probably not really though. Cause like, I'm not like, I'm like super committed. I mean, I love the kid that they got playing at quarterback Brock Birdie, super humble. Awesome. I love the team. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Like, I don't got to deal with any of that political bullshit that we used to have to deal with all the time. There's like three years of me not fucking watching Niners football on the weekends. That's a long fucking time for me. It's my Coliseum. Huh? It's my, it's my ultimate distraction from life. Your, it's three hours of my life that your I Coliseum. Yeah, my Coliseum. Oh, hey, by the way, on that note, too, speaking of Coliseums. Yes. Um, uh, what's his name uh, who played in Gladiator? Uh, who was the emperor? Like Russell Crowe? Oh, no, no. Joaquin Phoenix? Well, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. So he's in a show called Napoleon. Oh, don't, yeah, yeah. don't fucking watch it. What? Why? It's fucking terrible, man. Like, was it really? Very, he's yeah, so... man. He's so he's good, a, though. He's a great actor, but like he portrays Napoleon Bonaparte as like this whiny, booby, titty fuck guy, which may be true. But I wanted to watch a fucking war movie, not like Michael Bane doing fucking uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm. Bad. 
I, I literally two hours and 40 minutes of my life that I can't unwatch and I can't get back. Thank God I was trying to go to sleep. Mm, that's a bummer. I was actually looking forward to watching that. Dude, I was super. I'm just telling everybody zero rotten tomatoes on that bitch. <laughs> so, would you say they're all rotten? Oh, yeah. Whatever it is. Like, what does the rotten tomato mean? Like 67% rotten tomatoes means it's good or something? I don't fucking know. I thought it had to have a little popcorn bucket for it to be good. Oh, yeah. Zero popcorns for sure. There was, like, like, you know, like when you have a bad movie, you can get by with some action sequences. Like, even in the action sequences. Oh, it, what's that? It was shit. Or if we there's went... tits. Like, yeah. if there's tits. No that tits. makes it all better. No tits. Ah, that's lame. Napoleon definitely had a lot of boobs around him. All the time. Yeah. Because he was like five foot two, right? No, I think he was like five eight, actually. I'm Googling. You were about Legit. to say uh, I went to a movie recently. And what was that like? I was fun, actually. I haven't been to a movie in so long. And uh, we went to go see, uh, it was a total chick flick. Like rom com, um, uh, what was it called? Anybody but you, I think is what it was called. It was funny. It was really okay. funny. Okay. And they have like these big like lounge chairs that recline in the movie theater now. Yeah, and, those are dope. Yeah, it was pretty magical. If I was in high school still, that's where I'd go to get laid. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and you know, it was weird, right? Because, like, you remember, like, going out on dates and taking a chick to a movie? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, you'd, like, wear, you know, nice jeans and, like, a nice shirt or, you know, something like that if it was, like, a date date. Yeah. These fuckers are all wearing, like, sweats. But I'm like, is it just because you're getting, like, handjos in the seats? Or, like, like, is this cola that spilled on the floor like what is this it's russian culture bleeding over from their fucking track suits but we don't do track suits here so we do sweats it's like gray sweatpants season in the movie theater it's always gray sweatpants season for the movie theater. by the way he's five foot two i was right that's not right yeah how tall is napoleon five peds two pouses pouces or five foot two he was a short guy I don't think he was that short, man. I thought it was just like a, like a them talking shit. No, he was like really short, dude. I thought they were well, that's one source. There's another one. So that's that's from allthatsinteresting.com, and then the History Channel, which, listen, like they do weird fucking doc docu series on the History Channel with fake shit. It says probably around five foot six. Yeah, they're either five, way five six. Let's split the difference and call him five four. Wait, it's perfect. It's gonna be a biography. Look, this, see, this one says five seven, and this is biography.com. Uh, this org. one, this one also says uh, from military.com that he was five foot six. There's another one that says five foot two. Like, whatever, dude. Like, see, get your World, shit together. Yeah, World Atlas says he was five seven. Somebody dig him up. Dig him up. We gotta figure this out. Yeah. Apparently, um, the Imperial Inch was slightly shorter than at 2.54 centimeters. So that's why there's a difference. 
so apparently so, the Imperial Inch is different. I'm going to start using... I'm going to start using the Imperial Inch, bro. Facts, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be like six to seven Imperial Inches. Yeah, like <laughs> a wind-packed eight. Yeah. <laughs> Around. Dude, so uh, let's go with... Uh, never mind, let's not go down that road. Because we'll be here all fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I we gotta. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we uh, we've got uh, a great trip coming up. I'm excited. Um, we got we got actually probably remind um Bubba about some stuff about some flights. Possibly. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Uh, Feb one through seven. That's what I'm told. Yeah, we were going to go to dinner with a Swedish redneck on the 6th, but he apparently couldn't get flights on um, time for us to go to dinner with him. So he's going to get home at like 9.30 at night. So I said, well, if you're on your way home from the airport and you want to get a drink, me and Al aren't doing shit the next day. So we're just going to go to the airport. Uh, hungover flights are the worst. Well, I mean, whatever. We're going to the airport uh, at the same time. We're going to the same airport, too. Uh, it's weird to me that you can fly from Texas to to Salt Lake. I love it. Yeah. Right. And then (laughs) you could fly from Southwest from Salt Lake to Bozeman. But if you try to do a connecting flight of any kind from Bozeman to Texas, you have to go through Denver. And I fucking hate that airport. I do too. It's the worst, dude. It's It's like... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. No, I mean, we talked about it in the past with all the dumb and all the other things that are there. So uh, a little foreskinning. I mean, shadowing. Yeah, definitely. Some stuff we're going to talk about today. Yeah. The only, yeah. We're going to be down at uh, Sweetwater Bar and Grill. We're going to hit up Deep Ellum. Uh, we're going to probably chill for a day. Uh, First day, we're getting we're getting boots and hats. I need, it's like tradition. Boots and hats and boots and hats and boots and hats. Yeah. Uh, so that's on the docket. We yeah, gotta have sure. We got to have some some fresh fresh threads, bro. I'm not even gonna fly down with a hat this time. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm, I'm just wearing a hat it. back. That's what I did the last yeah. time too. Oh, I thought you had a hat. No, no, you didn't have a hat because you no. got the sombrero. Show did. Are you going to get sombrero this time? No, I gotta get something different. Maybe I I'll get the gonna... hat that you got last time. Maybe well, that's, that's what a pretty. That's a pretty dope hat though. It's a cool hat, and it's like green. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird. Cool. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, I felt like Robin Hood, like Robin of Lockley. like Robin Robin Hood, Robin Hood. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't do that on purpose, by the way. I want you to know that I never do it on purpose. <laughs> now we know. We know. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with a different a different flavor hat this time. I'm gonna go with uh, so I got a I got the silver belly and I got the green one. I think I might go with a a dark tan one. Ooh, maybe I'll get a silver belly. I don't have a silver belly yet. That's super nice. You look good in my yeah. silver belly. I think I do too. I don't look good in black hats. Really? Like the black cowboy hat? Like I want to look like Kurt Russell in fucking Tombstone. And I, I want to look ass. like We're Kurt Russell holiday. like all the time. Yeah, there's also that too. But I'm talking about like with the hat. I want to have like a hat where I can look that fucking dope. But I with a with a black hat. But I cannot pull it off. Like. Oh, maybe I'll get another black hat. I only have the one black hat. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, so well, whatever. Yeah, so we're gonna be hey, down there. Uh, <laughs> send us your styling advice. <laughs> uh, also, let us know um, if you want to meet up with us because we're gonna be down there, and like our whole goal is to go and do a meetup. So, I'm sure there's a couple honky tonks we're gonna be doing. We're gonna meet, be down there with. Uh, we're gonna go talk to a bunch of people, which yep. uh, hopefully gets a meet down there. Yeah, and our our dance card is not entirely full yet, so. You could still be on our dance card. I'm just glad that we're not doing fucking like three days of of like back to back to back things, like we did last time. It was just like fucking nonstop, and every time you come up here, I, well, I want to. That's that's what we do. I want to go somewhere and like be like, okay, the first day, just like, and like the last like the last night, just be like. And then that way I can wake up tomorrow, whenever it is, and not be leaving at like five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning and just be like, ah. huh. you know, not having not having something on the bookends is is the most important. Like if your agenda is to go to the hat shop, that's a fucking that's a good agenda for the first. Yeah, th- this time you should not puke next. Yeah, to you the... should you shouldn't puke uh, either. <laughs> at least I wasn't in the parking lot. Uh, you know, I was in the car. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that. Like, we got, you know, <laughs> we got fucking, <laughs> we got fucking housed when oh, we were down God. there. That, that man at the sweet, uh, Sweetwater Grill, Sweetgrass Grill or whatever it was. Sweetwater, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, man, that. Oh, the drinks wouldn't stop coming. I don't know who was fucking ordering them. It was. I'm pretty sure that it was me because I think I paid for them. Oh, well, it was fine. It was until it, was it wasn't my fine. fault. Yeah, until it wasn't. There was a time in which I, you were like, you got to drink this drink, this shot, and I was like, no. And you're like, but you got to drink it, or I'm gonna drink it. And I was like, I'm not drinking that shot. Yeah. See, and, and that's that's where that's where things went wrong. You decided right then and there. You were not my battle buddy. No, no. <laughs> and no. I went down in a blaze of glory. You, you bought three shots. Tro walked the fuck off. I was there with you. I took the shot with you. You were like, hey, you got to drink this. Tro was like, nah, bitch, I'm out. And then you're like, it's your turn. I'm like, uh-uh, man, lead by example. And you were like, fuck you, bro. And we tried to even give it to the boat. And the boat was like, nope. I'm not doing another one. <laughs> like, when all of us are like that, and you're like, all right, down the hatch. And I'm like, oh, no, that sucks to be Very Fucking go. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to waste it. So Somebody hold his hair. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that sucks about throwing up with a big, giant beard, by the way, and if you, you have to hold back, right? And then the dreads, I got to hold my head like this to throw up. It's fucking ridiculous. Huh. Things you, you wouldn't get, think of. You should, like, come up with, like, some kind of throw-up coat. Over my beard, or just, take, or just or just or just <laughs> take your shirt and just put this part of your head through the top of your shirt. I will literally look like <laughs> referencing look like last Igor. week. You'll no, look like I look. Igor. I, I was thinking like the uh, uh you know uh um, what's his name, Jim Carrey in uh in oh and when he's coming out Ace the Ventura. Ba- Ace Ventura when he's coming when he's when nature calls when he's coming out the fucking rhino out of the rhino Oof. yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be fucking great. So, uh, by the way, Texas folks, I think there's like two of you to listen in Texas. 
uh, tell your friends we're going to be in town. Um, I'm going to go live on TikTok. Not following us, you should. Um, so is this going to be like the Texas Ode? Ooh, this, that's what we could call it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a good play in words. I'm here for you, bud. Uh, well, you're here for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas Ode. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, we're going to meet up with uh, Martin Antonio and Michael Summers. We're going to be on their podcast, Truth Tall Tales Whiskeys. Whiskey? Yeah. Whiskeys? Whiskey. It'll be good. So, um, I want to. I'm going to want to talk about. I, yeah, I'm actually really interested to know what we're going to talk about. This is going to be like a full episode with them. Are they just going to spring it on us? Like oh, we do I, our guests? We have guests? Like, like well, like the boat and. And Ryan. Uh, I mean, okay, fair. <laughs> Those are our guests. Those are our, Those guests. Are our guests for now. I was going to say, yeah. Um, so we have a couple, we have some really good feedback recently um, for our listeners that, that called things out. I want to let you guys know that sometimes we go off the, the chains because nobody ever tells us anything, but I want to do a shout out to, to uh, Rob, talk about Rob a lot, and to John Wall, talk about him a lot too, um, for reminding us how important it is to focus on men's mental health in these, these casts. Um, also, I want to call it to Rob. You don't got to try to disprove everything. <laughs> he's, our, not... he's our fact checker. He's a terrible fact checker. <laughs> I think he does it because he's bad at it because he does it while he's driving. <laughs> That's probably true. He's also probably using like, I don't know, Google or Safari to do the searches too. He's right? definitely using Safari. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like something he would do. He probably is. Oh no, he's it's probably. not Safari. What's the, it's uh, this is like Firefox or whatever. What does Android he's, use? Does it probably. use Google? I don't know. It's probably Firefox. It's probably fucking internet Explorer knowing him. Could be. Yeah, like don't use that shit. Um, but you're more than welcome to continue to fact check because I love the conversations. I just wish that I would get a text from you just saying, "Hey man, how you doing?" Instead of your fucking podcast, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm in the middle of a fucking conference wait, 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 call. Wait. Which episode? Yeah, what are we talking about? Where are you at? What are we? What, are we caught up? I don't even know if we're caught up. So, I think it'd be really cool <clears throat> if you would just uh, preface with like a, "Hey man, how you doing?" Or "Hey, hey gents." Fuck you yeah. too. Yeah. Something, you know. Yeah. Started off that way, but I really want I want to call that out though that he's that the feedback has been awesome and and uh, uh, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like uh, it was really really good to hear that like we're actually impacting somebody's life. In a well, we have way. like we have like a general agenda type thing and a general format. Um, so I think it's like you know when we stray from the format. Um, I didn't think that we realized how much anybody gave a shit, <laughs> whether we strayed from it or not. But I think we've heard more than once now that, you know, don't stray from the agenda or the format retards because hard R. Yeah. Because, hard R. <laughs> because, you know, that's what people uh, have grown to like and what they expect. And people don't like change. Well, that's that's interesting. So there's a lot of stuff on that that I learned recently, but we don't. I don't want to go down that path because it's a dark path, and we're going to be there forever. Before we move on, 
since you don't really look on the YouTube account, you, we got to get you the login and stuff. Uh, Halverson said something recently. I got to Yeah, he said something <coughs> to you. And I told him I would tell you the thing. I just got to get there. <clears throat> um, because why would I be able to get there easily here? That's why. Um, he said, oh, man, I didn't know that. Love you, boo. Um, not really quite re- remember what episode that was or what we were fucking talking about, but... Oh, uh, was it about the response at the mall? Maybe? No, I don't know what episode. Hold on. Give me a sec. <clears throat> it was episode 37. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it right now. I actually read it the other day. Um, what were we fucking talking about? We were talking about Antarctica... And we were talking about, like, aliens at the mall. How there was, like, 200 cops that showed up. Oh, no, no, was... no, no, no. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's Rob right there. I'm talking about Halverson. It was, like, episode oh, 30, 31, I think. Oh, did I? I must have mixed them up. Oh, yeah, the... <laughs> All the screen names throw me off. <laughs> there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. Rotosaurus. That's what it was. It was on the Brodosaurus episode. He said, "Ah, oh, damn it. Now I feel bad. Sorry, Al. Nothing but love, my guy. <laughs> and then it was like, see these hats? Screen goes black with discount code info. Nope. Can't see the hats. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I don't remember so, what we fucking I'm talked so about. I'm so confused. Yeah. It happens a lot, guys. So, like, Al and I talk, and the guys talk. I don't even fucking know. Like, this is the, the slowest week of talk we've had. Like, and I still have talked to him I at don't, least have, 200 fucking have, times. But I have no idea what the fuck happened here. Me neither. Fuck. Next year's going to have to holler at me on, on uh, face fucker insta shit. I mean, you, <laughs> don't you guys have phone numbers that you could text? Oh, yeah, we do have that. Yeah. yeah we just never text. We always write dumb shit. Back and forth on it's like our thing. It's our love language. That's Talking fair. shit back and forth on Facebook. That's fine. Uh, fuck face. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. So we've got a pretty cool episode coming up today. Um, I want to jump into the men's mental health because it's actually something. Besides the the five pillars, it's actually a huge part of why I started the company and why. Um, I think that you're so into it and everybody else is so into it. It's really important. Um, I had a good talk with the boat about it. So um, on today's episode, we're going to, in the men's mental health, we're going to talk about legacy. I think that's fucking awesome. That's a good agenda item. Proud of you. Man. I mean, listen, I don't do much, but I think I can write a pretty solid agenda. It's literally like 11 lines. I would hope so. I mean, it's fucking good. It's it's, it's action packed with men's health. Pow. Yeah. Let's fucking. Did you say pow? I Are said, you saying pow? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's get into Let's it. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it, man. <clears throat> um. So since you wrote the uh, the agenda, I'm gonna turn the time over to you. So you're gonna turn to it you, over to me. Yeah, man. What what is a legacy to you? I don't know. I think it's kind of hard because I think that when you say legacy or you talk about legacy, 
it's like at least for Don't me, I think about no, still not. Oh, so drippy down the sides though. That was hot. Nom nom nom. So I think that it's kind of it's like what you're gonna leave behind, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think where it gets conflicted is is your legacy your kids? Do you look at your legacy as things that you're gonna leave behind? Do you look at it as wisdom that you've imparted um, or impact that you've had on people? Because we talked about this recently where you're only like two generations from being forgotten, right? Yeah, it's real. It's super real. So I think that with at least the way I see the legacy is it's going to be what you like the wisdom that you impart on your kids and the impact that you have on your kids because your kids are the only ones that can keep that, that legacy and that little bit that you give them, uh, alive. Because I think that as you go on and they get older and grow up and kind of make their own path, you, that those, you know, little tidbits and like wisdom and things that you've instilled into them, that's going to live on, I think, without them even knowing it, without them realizing it. So that wisdom is going to keep getting passed on. And, you know, when it comes to, like, uh, monetary things or, or material things, if there's some stuff there, then, yeah, that'll live on for a little while, too. But I think that, you know, the the teaching moments and the wisdom and stuff, I think that's going to go on a lot further and that, you know, say two, three generations down the road, they might not have any clue who you are. Your pictures might all be taken off the wall and you're just, you know, your face is in a genealogy book somewhere on a Facebook account or a stupid YouTube, uh, you know, podcast or something. And that might be all that's left of you, but that wisdom might still be in them. And those lessons that you passed on might still be in them. They just don't know where it came from. So I didn't realize this, but when we were talking just a little bit ago, um, and we were referencing, you know, um, Joaquin, I'm walking on sunshine Mm -hmm. Phoenix. Um, In the film gladiator um, Maximus says before they go and battle the Germans, remember men that your actions and your words echo in uh, in eternity. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you just described, but with your children, right? So your actions and your words to your children, the way you raise your children, the actions that you show them, like how to love and how to be strong, how to punch a motherfucker when the motherfucker needs to get punched, right? Like those... Fuck yeah, they do sometimes. Uh, those things do echo in eternity. Our actions do echo in eternity and you're never going to know it um it's it was you bring up a good point about other people and people around you too because you know he was talking to his troops Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's kind of an angle that i ever thought is the impact that we have on people around us um but finish your thought i have i have kind of a funny story from the other day that i just realized will go along with this well Oh yeah, totally good. I can't wait. Uh, 
I'm going to just finish the thought and then I'll turn it right back over to you. Um, so the, the ideology behind that is a very stoic mentality. Obviously, Maximus was learning from Marcus Aurelius, the original stoic, right? And I, I really believe in the stoicism philosophy, which is interesting because <clears throat> in like stoicism, it, you focus on the now, like you eliminate, you eliminate emotion and you eliminate all these things. You, you don't worry about aspiring to be great. You, you worry or excellent. You worry about how you can be better in the moment and relishing the moment and doing so over time, you create your own greatness. Um, and I think that's, you know, from my the way that I tr I'm trying to live my life, the, the, the path that I'm trying to carve in my own personal life, <clears throat> that's really where my focus is, right? Um, the, the goal is a legacy and I'll get to my side of that in a minute, but I want to hear your story, um, <clears throat> with that. So that was just my two cents to add in on that. Well, so I think that, you know, I didn't think about it until like just now when we started thinking, you know, started talking about this, which mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of funny because there's really not a whole lot of forethought. Um, there's definitely it, no foreskin. No, no, definitely not. That's why it's a wind pack six. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so we were on, me and Justine were on a long drive. We were going to a friend's, uh, birthday party and, uh, just this weekend. And I was talking about, um, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but I was talking about how, if I wouldn't have got out of the Marine Corps, if I would have re-upped then I, my kind of future was already written for me. If I would have re-upped, it would have been, uh, very, very predictable. Yeah. Um, because I was going to, I, all my paperwork was done and I was going to re-up as a career planner. So after I re-upped, I went to school like two or three weeks later and then been sent back to either Japan or sent to Hawaii. It was already in the contract. And those are the two places they needed career planners and career planner school is like five guys. It's not like sergeant's yeah. course or a recruiting school or anything like that. Cause there's not that many career planners in the Marine Corps. Um, so. And it shows. My, oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a very small group of dudes and, and you know, you see eight year staff sergeants, you know, nine year staff starting, it's just because they have to wait for that next guy to retire because they're the next one in line to move up, you know? Um, so the cutting scores and stuff like that are ridiculous, <clears throat> but you know, I didn't really give a shit, but that was going to be it. It was going to be, and one of my very favorite, um, people that I was in the Marine Corps with, um, he got out as a uh, master guns, I believe. Uh, he was the coolest, coolest, like, he was a staff sergeant then and picked up gunny when we were in Okinawa, but he was just like a really cool down to earth, you know, kind of give you guidance, you know, saw him all the time. And he's one of the ones mm -hmm. that kind of made me want to be a career planner. And then we had another one, uh, in fifth Marines. It was really cool, but he was there forever. And I knew that if I went back, I was going to end up in Okinawa for, probably Ever. the rest of my enlistment um, or close to. And I was thinking about that and like, we were talking about it. I was like, so we probably still would have had, you know, a couple kids, but, and we were already married at the time, but all of the stuff that 
I did now, you know, in this, in, you know, in this universe, um, would have been totally undone. So there, you know, I would still have what, two more years before I could retire or yeah, something like that. The Marine Corps. We wouldn't have remet. Right. So like that, that's what I'm saying is like that whole storyline cuts off Mm -hmm. everything that's been impacted here. So we're talking about legacy and just like those little impacts along the way that have changed trajectories for people and, and, you know, made them think or do or, or gone a different way. All that totally would have been undone. Not saying like, I know the impacts and everything that I've had, but I know that, you know, the things that I've done for, you know, some of the people around me that all that's totally undone. And yeah, it's a, it's a weird thought when you start going down like the butterfly effect fucking realm. Yeah. Right. And I was like that totally like thinking about legacy and talking about it, that totally impacts that whole thing. It undoes so much. Yeah. You know, it's really weird, right? Um, so adding on that and I'll jump into my version of what legacy is. Um, you know, if, if, if I go back and I don't make the bad choices that I made um, as a young Marine and I toe the line, you know, then I'm promoted to staff sergeant, right? And then when I'm promoted to staff sergeant, then I become a career recruiter and I probably retire as a master gunner sergeant. Like I would have retired two years ago. That's mm-hmm. fucking weird. Super weird to me. Um <clears throat> But then I'm not a project manager and I don't make mead. I don't deal with the pandemic the way that I did. I don't I don't meet the people that I met along the way. Um, I don't stop people from committing suicide the way that I did. I probably maybe I do in the future, but or in the in that alternate re- universe. I just don't I don't become the man that I am that I'm proud of today. I become a different version. And maybe I'm proud. Maybe I'm not. We don't know. Right. Like you don't know what you, you don't know. Um and it's a real mind fuck when you really start going down that idea yeah. of alternate universe, right? Like there's a the film, the, the Jet Li film with Jason Statham, The One. Have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's that, old. Yeah, but it's very, very like it's v- like for its time, like people are like this is a crazy movie. And now like we're talking about CERN and shit like that where it's ripping. They're trying to rip into alternate dimensions, which are oh, – yeah. Like that, maybe that's a fucking real thing. Maybe there's. They've that's probably a thing. already fucking done it, right? Yeah. Um, dicks. Uh, so it's really weird because, like, if I look at my life and I really take a good hard look, you know, along the way, I've definitely hurt a lot of people. And I'm, I'll be the first to admit that, you know, like there was a time when I didn't want anybody to know me. And I think all of us kind of have that path, like where there was a time when your now self reflects and you look back and you're like, no, that dude's a fucking douchebag. Like I would never talk to the younger version of me. I would walk right fucking past him. You know, like in if, if I was me now and my older version of myself, I would walk past that vet bro. Yeah, I think like, that's just kind of like getting older and maturing too is you know we're you know everybody gets to that young and invincible you know 
time in their life. And we had it twice as bad because we were in the Marine Corps. That mm-hmm. makes us twice as invincible as any that like 10 power invincible points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, you get out and then get into the army. Right. So you get, you get like all the other invincible points too. So it's like, yeah. you know, you, it's you weird. get to be that like young, just asshole because it, it's just, it's ingrained at that point. Right. Yeah. So I, I was, it a would take a while to work yourself out. Yeah, I was a 22-year-old sergeant of me- of Marines. That's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. that's fucking crazy in the infantry. That doesn't happen in the infantry, right? Um, and I definitely walked like my shit didn't stink. I acted like my shit didn't stink. But, man, it, it definitely did, right? <laughs> like, I was I was definitely the – I was the Marine of Marines in my mind. Um, my senior leaders thought I was, too, until I wasn't, right? And that's fine. Um, but I think that – that butterfly effect when you start really thinking about it, like, you know, that's a, a a path that could have been something. Right. But it's nothing. It is. And if you think about it too much, like I think it has the potential to fuck you up because you're kind of dwelling on the past and like what Mm -hmm. could have been Mm -hmm. and not saying that it wouldn't have been a good life and that cool things wouldn't happen. But like, this is a, this worked out pretty good. I'm I'm pretty happy with my life overall. Yeah, I mean, it worked I out. Like nine point two stars out of ten would recommend. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, I have a interesting take on legacy. I've actually like so I I've really done a lot of self reflection over the years and and like when I started the company like I I didn't really I had no aspirations to create something amazing, like zero. I was like, I'm good being a PM. I'm really fucking good at being a PM and it pays my bills and I can go do weird shit and fucking have weird habits and hobbies and, and hang out with my boys. And I don't have to worry about a damn person buying me a drink and I can go on adventures. That was, that was it. Like I got, I got a house. I got, I got the shit that I want. And then um, the pandemic hit and all the, you know, if you haven't heard the story, just go listen to, I think, 20 of the 37 episodes we talk about it. <laughs> right. Um, but in the past two years, I've really started to identify what legacy does mean to me. And to me, it's, and this might sound vain, but it's not supposed to come across this vain. So if you don't know me, understand that I speak from my heart and it's not meant to be uh, callous or anything like mean that's not how I, that's not the person that I am um <clears throat> so I'm, I'm I'm a man who didn't get to spend time with his children mm-hmm. as they were growing up I didn't get to <clears throat> make an impact because of the situation that I was in that was put upon me and you know I we I dealt with it the best that I could with what I knew so for me Legacy is definitely about my kids. It's always been about my kids. It's about that impact, right? But beyond that, legacy to me is, I'm not saying that I want to be Alexander the Great where people remember me for the name, but I want to be remembered for my actions. I want to be remembered in the way that I carried myself, the way way that I 
gave people the shirt off of my back um, when I didn't have have anything other than that shirt for myself. Um, and that sounds very, very vain. But the reason why I want that, it's not for me. Because I'm going to be dead. I give a fuck. Like, it's really not. Like, if I die tomorrow and <clears throat> there's a funeral, I want my children to see the amount of good you can do no matter how hard your beginnings were by the people that show up. Does that make sense? So, <clears throat> sorry. Um, Don't get choked up you, over there. It was just a story. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, it's uh, – so would you say that, like, a certain part of it is you trying to fix the uh, – fix the past through the present trying to be better, better now for, you know, the sins of past JT. Yeah. So like, you know, I talked to about that story with the kid who, uh, sold his Xbox and stuff so I could pay for my kids Christmas and he bought my kids Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and paying that for it. Cause I'm never going to see Lauren again. I'm never see that kid again. In my mind, I'll never see him. And if I do, it'll be everything that I can to try to get that kid a new Miata. Right, like for <laughs> right, like like for real. Um, but it's more beyond that. I I don't think it's about the sins of the past. It's about on. It's about teaching my children and passing on the legacy that, like, no matter what happens, right? No matter what your past is, not no matter what. There's certain things in the past, like if you are a pedophile or if you kill innocents, um, barring those very few exceptions or, or, or the R word of a woman, right. Or a man, um, like barring very few instances, like you can always change your path. And I want my children who saw the, the me on that bad path to see the change, to inspire them to be the best versions of themselves. Right. To inspire them and instill that they can change their, they can change their stars. They can change their cards. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, <clears throat> your, your destiny. Like, so in, in my faith, you're, you're, it's a web, right? Um, and so basically like you have a starting point and an end point there, the, everything in between is up to you. That's the destiny, right? Like, I don't believe in, 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 in destiny um, where, like you're preordained to fucking drive down the road at 20 miles an hour. Like f- fuck off. Like, I don't believe that. I think that you definitely just like what we, just like what we were talking about with my story. I think you definitely have different choices and different paths put in your way mm-hmm. and it's up to you to make the choice. And once you make it, that's what you're going with. Right. Here's a mind fuck. What happens if you start off as one soul, like one single entity, and each time you make a decision that could either benefit, stay on the same path, or detract from your life, it deviates part of you into a different dimension. Part of you goes into a different dimension. I mean, all I can hope is that I meet those other dudes and, like, we get to hang out around, like, a campfire and tell stories about, like, the cool parts where we rock the fucking shit. In our own timelines. Can you, could you hang out with two of you? Cause I couldn't. Yeah, dude, I could definitely no, hang out. No, fuck no. I man. would have so much fun. Dude, you would be the most boring people to be around. You'd be like. No way. I, yeah. Fuck you. I'm a good time gal. 
You are by yourself. No, no, man. Like, you're good. But, like, two or three (laughs) of you, like, it would just be a whole bunch of glaring looks when I'm telling a story. The party would never stop. Oh, that's a fucking lie. You (laughs) you would literally get tired. You'd be like, "Um, I don't really care about your story, Al 2.0, because I was there, too, and uh, it was different. So, fuck you. It's not how it went. No, because it's still my story. So I, it's you know, I get to hear my own story, just from a different, <laughs> different version of me. Maybe like a skinnier version of me, less gray hair me. You know, Maybe. possibilities are fucking endless. I mean, really, that's true. So on the, the legacy side, so that's that's what I think of. And when <clears throat> when I started the Mead Company, it was literally a joke. Like if anybody thinks that this was all like pre-planned, you're crazy. Yeah. This was li- this was literally like, hey man, I made some bathtub hooch. It's really fucking strong. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is it like totally wasn't the plan at all, but mm-hmm. it definitely. And I, I'm not gonna say that like it's totally worked out because we do things the bearded Viking way, but eventually it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna work out. <laughs> if you beat a rock with another rock, eventually one of them's gonna fucking break. Something's you know? gonna break, dude. Something, yeah, Something's like it's gonna break. Oh, okay. So I can use that rock as the breaking rock. I'm gonna use these other rocks, and I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Um, and, and it's weird to me because like never in my entire life would I have imagined that I would have found the crew that I have now and that you have now, like our crew that are so aligned in a unified vision of, of legacy and whatever legacy means to each of them, right? Like it's truth and like leaving a mark on the world. You know how fucking hard it is to leave a mark on the world? It's insane. Yeah. And that's why that's why it's like, like I get what you're trying to say. Um, but I think uh, mine's going to be, you know, focus is going to be more on like a local mark. Just a mark on, you know, those people that come after me. That way, like when I'm old and I come a grandpa and stuff and I get to have a speech at a wedding i can be like all this is because i got laid (laughs) that's perfect you know my i mean i i mean i'm i'm on the same page as you i just think there's different layers of that of the of the term legacy right and oh it's an onion oh it's it's definitely it's it's shrek as fuck bro oh and sometimes it's stinky yeah because Uh, i mean the legacy to build that legacy you know you got to crawl through a mile of shit before you uh, and uh, and who knows in 10 years when we're on episode 1037 we could be like god we were fucking dumb you know i mean i look so, at a lot of the the facebook posts where i thought i was being fucking like smart and writing something kind or whatever and like i'm like man who what fucking neanderthal fucking wrote that shit you know and you're like oh i i grew up i i became more educated i started to understand humanity a little bit better because yeah i'm no longer in my bubble and or whatever, right? Um, I think that the other portion of legacy to me is exactly what you have, like, in your mind. Like, it, to me, they overlap. Like, the duality, right? So you're teaching your children one way. And I've never been the one who gets uh, up, applauded. Like, I was never promoted by my own CO. Like, there were, he was never around for any of my promotions in any of my branches. <laughs> Daddy I was never, wasn't there. No, Daddy wasn't there. So I always had, like, some fucking second lieutenant or first lieutenant who would fucking promote me. Um, or, like, I even got promoted by a warrant officer once, which is fucking weird to me. 
like and and so like that that's a thing and like you know the awards that i've received from work from for being like the project manager of the year like they've never been given to me by like the ceo of the company they're always given to me by my boss which is cool like my boss is cool um but at the same time it's like everybody else that gets the same award outside of me they all get the presentation by, you know, the CEO. That's all right. And you don't feel bad. Every time I get an award, it just shows up in the fucking mail and nobody says anything about it. I'm waiting for my purple heart to just show up in the fucking mail. Oh, fuck, dude. I, I got like, uh, they give you like a 15-year uh, mm -hmm. medal and like certificate or whatever. And uh, Is it going to go on your me wall? It's like on my me fucking shelf face down right over there in the corner. <laughs> like... I was like, oh, cool. And I didn't even know that it happened. But, like, my leave hours went up because when you get to a certain point, like, you get more leave. And yeah. I was like, huh. It was, like, one of those things where it's like, do I tell somebody about this? And then I was like, yeah, I'll tell them when I get back. Because I was going to the gorge. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Before Weird. I left to the gorge, a fucking certificate shows up and, like, a little VA I love me pin shows up saying 15 years. Because I had forgotten that I even bought back my service. Because you can buy back your service from the military. That's fucking I was funny. like, oh, this is neat, you know? So yeah. I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. So I'm like sitting there. And it was like I grabbed the mail before we left. So I like opened it up. It's a gorgeous. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, oh, hey, look, 15 years, guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, That's fucking but, awesome. But it was it was really – oh, I just got all tingly. The zinny. Um, but – uh. It was pretty funny because it uh it it just shit like that happens. It just shows up. I'm totally with you. Like I got promoted, uh I always got promoted and got the certificate read off by like my captain or my lieutenant or and I worked directly for the colonel, so I could ask the colonel to do it at any time. Mm -hmm. Right? He's a busy guy. But I was the only guy in in my MLS to go from like being a full on fucking private when I got to the island. Everybody was asking if I got NJP'd. And I'm like, That's no, I, I didn't no. No, I'm just just that good. I got picked up at school really early. Got that shit done. But um yeah, it was just like so I went from, you know, I went through all the ranks basically in Okinawa and then when I got to to fifth, I didn't get promoted anymore because I got out. I was meritoriously but, I was meritoriously promoted three times and never got pinned by daddy. <laughs> I, was, I mean, like, like that's a weird fucking that's a weird state of the union, I guess, if you want to call it. Like, it's a weird state to be in, and you're just like, huh, okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, honestly, really, that that didn't that doesn't really affect me in the aspect of the way that you would think, where it's like, oh man, well, I need this dude to do whatever. I don't really care about that. It was, it's just this weird thing where I want my children to understand that in as certain aspects of life, things aren't going to go your way or the way you think they're supposed to go. But your impact is really like, what have you done for those around you that needed your help? Right. And the, that's the, the legacy. I think the vainness in both of us and people call us out for it. I totally get it. But the vainness in both of us, I think eventually when we're old and sitting around a fire and, you know, we have to get up and use our walker to get to the cooler. If the cooler gets empty, you mm -hmm. know, to, <laughs> or, you know, get up to, you know, that 
we'll probably want to know that impact one day or if we had an impact. Yeah. Um, and call it vain or call it whatever you want. But I think that, I think that it's encouraging. And I think that both of us have been encouraged a lot by people reaching out to us and saying, Hey, like your stories are cool. Um, like the, you know, episode one and two, you had a huge impact. And I feel like that gave you a lot of confidence going forward and kind of propelled this thing forward that it was like, eh, maybe we should do a podcast. Maybe we shouldn't. And then you started getting the positive feedback and that gave, that gave you confidence to move forward in the whole thing. And, but that was not just, that was not, you didn't do that to be vain, but the people that reach out and let you know, Hey, you had an impact or Hey, I was feeling this way too, but I listened to your story and I realized, Hey man, maybe this shit ain't that bad. Or so I think knowing the impact and, you know, by no means are we doing this for, you know, the, the glitz and glamor and the glory of it. But I think it's good to know that, you know, we're having an impact. I think it gives us, it it gives us encouragement to keep moving forward and to keep moving the goalposts and do what we say we've reached this goal. Let's reset a whole bunch of goals and let's go for those now. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that. Um, it's really interesting because <clears throat> like, um, y- you know, we had, uh, we've had many talks and, you know, as much as I am the man that I am, um, I try to shy away from the limelight. Like I don't really like it. It's not a, it's not a thing that I do in my personal life. Like, I just don't care that much. Like if I could find a way to, to make a bajillion dollars on hooch and you'd never <laughs> see my face, never see it. <laughs> you'd never see my fucking face. Like I'd, I'd be out flying Falcons and fucking hanging out with bees and hunting with my friends. Like I don't really doing all your, ex- doing all your exotic, exotic hobbies. Yeah. Like, I mean, the reality <laughs> is exotic like exotic lands. If you, if you, if you know me and you truly do know me, um, for those in Malad, I, I grew up in Salt Lake. Um, <laughs> like if, if, oh shit, but if, if you really know me, you know that I'm loud and I'm an extrovert, but at the same time, my, my place is with my friends and my family and it's in the woods. Like, I don't, I don't care about fucking big cities. I don't care about big crowds. I don't care about the glitz and glam. It's super weird that my face is tattooed on somebody. It's super weird when people ask me for an autograph. That's a fucking trip to me because it's not a thing that I'm used to. And when people like yourself, specifically you, um, who are like, hey, man, it's your face. You're the face of the company. It's hard for me to embrace that because it's not who I am. Yeah. And it's, it's become part, it's become part of the thing. Right. And part of like the legacy that we're talking about. And, um, I think kind of like taking a backseat to that and just trying to push that forward. I think that is a huge part that the company plays too. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the company is trying to push forward for that. So, um, so yeah, your face is going to be on everything. <laughs> like yeah. you're you're going to be the guy signing autographs and shit like that. And all of us have fun with it. Like there okay. isn't a single person on the team that doesn't love going and and meeting everybody and 
um, and talking shit and smoking cigars with people and having some drinks and, and everything like that. And I, I enjoy when people come up and I don't know who they are and they know who I am. I'm like, Oh shit, dude, you know my story. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's weird. Cause you put it out there and then people listen and I don't know, dude, it's like the, you know, I always think of, of like, if you're, if you've ever started a primitive fire, right. All you need is a spark and some dry and something to get and to get it going, like some kindling. Yeah. Right. All right. And, um, I look at life in this weird way of like it just took a spark and for everything that everything the pandemic was or wasn't i'm leaving leaving it alone because i don't i don't want to get into the fact that it was bullshit um but like because it was bullshit like well it took a big push yeah (laughs) like you literally took away my fucking way of hanging out with people which was karaoke and drinks to make me go be greater than I was and focus and try something on my own. Well, and I think doc played a big part in giving you that big push forward too. And what you did, you, all of you guys did. Yeah. I I just mean like, I think doc was initially there like, Hey, you have to do this. You're an idiot if you don't. Which is, I'm pretty sure that was like one three finger glass into the first batch, which was, straight just absolute poison fucking poison <laughs> he was hallucinating we're not really quite sure the full he conversation. saw into the future dude yeah, he, he, like, saw he was yeah all the paths and like split and was talking to himself around the he fire was and then 100 percent, he was dr strange he did he strange he's, it. he still is dr strange he, yeah dude he's he's got his time stone and he's just running through shit um but yeah, I think that that still, I think that'll still go down as at least if it doesn't go down in history, right? If none of us go down in history, it'll be written in our little history, you know, and our, is, our, our love me journals and stuff of, hey, we got to make this mark while we were here mm-hmm. and hopefully it has an impact, um, the impact on our kids, the impact on our families that we wanted to, because I think, at least for me, <clears throat> I'm I'm worried in the aspect of upcoming. We're not going to be home a lot. Yeah. And and it's it's started. It's already started, right? But in the very near future, I think <clears throat> even just this Texas trip, if we break it down, I think this Texas trip is going to be kind of okay. We're going. And then, like, our dance card is already filling up pretty quick for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I think it's super exciting. I'm excited to be there. But at the same time, you have that. And you might not have this as much as I do because your kids are older. And, and uh, I mean, you're going to be a grandpa for fuck's sake. But um, at some point, (laughs) very, very soon. Um, But I'm worried that, like, I'm leaving – you know, the wife and the kids at home a lot. And I know that causes extra stressors. Mm -hmm. Right. So like trying to balance it all and make sure that like, I'm, I'm here when I'm here because I'm going to be gone a lot and things like that. So I I think that that's kind of, I I think the hardest part for you is going to be the fact that when we travel, it will be summer a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the travel is going to be kind of year round, honestly. Well, I, but I'm like, there's like, a lot like of stuff that I like events. to do in the summer. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I like to do in the summer. Um, being as how you know we have like two and a half Uh-oh. months of summer in Utah, you know, trying uh, to pack it all in. But I'm not really quite sure you're bitching. I got a month and a half up here, bro. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, but you, you're not wrong. Like, <clears throat> so I was thinking about this because. Um, you know, we do our yearly your, our yearly awards and stuff for the company and, and whatnot, and it's, it's a pleasure for me to do. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love I like handcrafting the things. I like doing that. That's like my way of giving back to those that have propped the company up, right? And then mm-hmm. by doing so, you're propping me up, which is is an interesting dynamic. Um, right. So I was thinking about mm-hmm. this. Like, I'm not a, really an awards guy. Like, I have a whole bunch of fucking medals and ribbons. Like, I think I like... 29 or something like that right from both branches and a lot of them are just give me awards it's not really count them right mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> but like i was thinking like you know what is what what type of award would i ever want inside of our organization and i think this is something that i think would be like for all of us when we start retiring from being who chose mm-hmm. right it would be an award that is organized by those men that you led and presented to you by your family. I think that I think that's the most humbling thing you'll ever receive in your life. And, and before, before you finish, um, um, I think it's the most humbling thing you could ever receive in your life outside of your family's internal, whatever you guys do. I think it's, I think in order to do that though, you literally have to create a legacy of greatness in your daily and momentary actions. Like you have to be great and kind and humble and prop the men and women up around you to make sure they're great so that you, you can actually achieve. Maybe that's your, your goal for me. I'm I, that's not my goal for me. It's like, make it so my kids have a path forward in the future, you know? I think more so than like any like award that anybody could give us, you know, if we retire and, you know, this whole thing kicks off the way we want it to and we end up retiring from it. I think the biggest like pat on the back and award through it all would be creating a culture that continues on the way we the way we set it up and just having the the company continue on with that kind of culture and that kind of, you know, reach out, help people, not just let's Mm -hmm. see how much money we can fucking make. Like, I don't want it. I don't ever want it to be like, just make money, make a shit ton of money. And the bottom line is all that matters. I I would, I would much rather be the culture that we've talked about. Yeah. I mean, like helping people propping the waitress up to become, you know, the CEO one day. Or, you know, something like that and having that, that culture, that kind of, you know, try and, try and be legendary, you know, be, be toxic, you know, be toxic as fuck. (laughs) So fucking toxic. Be, be your fucking man, you know, take criticism, give criticism, don't lie, take care of the people around you. And that's what we mean by stay toxic is don't lie, take care of people, you know, tell the truth, take care of people. Follow through with actions, your words, your words. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's unless it's putting a tarp over a fucking trailer. 
<laughs> Goddamn little things. <laughs> no, no, it'll happen right before it comes up. Uh, I told him it would be done before he came up. That's what my my word was. You're gonna be standing <laughs> on the on the top with a torch, trying to melt the snow to put the tarp on it. No, there's no. There's like 55 degrees today. Yeah, there's no fucking snow. Yeah, <laughs> it was no like fucking snow. It's ridiculous. But no, uh, I I I I think that's I think that's a huge part, and you know that you, if could you potentially could do... be part of our legacy. Right. No, for sure. And if you do those things, you'll the, the, the that award will come. Right. I'm just saying it's like if <clears throat> um, and I should probably uh, circle back on how what I mean by that. Like to me. Like that me like in order to receive a, an award like that, and I'm not talking like a gimme lifetime achievement fucking bullshit. You stuck it out longer than anybody else award. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, made I, it, bitch. I made it, bitch. I'm still alive, still alive, right? Uh, but like, I mean, like that would be the only award that would really mean much to me. And yeah. and that that's what I'm talking about because like in order to receive an award like that, you really do have to leave that legacy. You really do have to live what you you preach like you've got to be that you've got to you've got to teach that so others will emulate it right you've got to have your cup full so full of joy and happiness and kindness and like determination and like sheer willpower to accomplish the goals for those around you yeah well and you leave that mark even using that reference like the you know having that full cup it's it's going to be important you know moving forward Two, so you can live that life to make sure that you're refilling your cup, you know, mm-hmm. with with those people, those things that you enjoy uh, around you, too. So and I think both of like that, you know, I think both of us are pretty, pretty well, uh, you know, family oriented when it comes to filling that cup up. And 100%. Speaking doing, of which, I'm going to fill my cup up right now. Oh, dude, as we speak. Yeah. As we live and breathe. But yeah, I think. <laughs> Holy shit. It just came full Holy circle, folks. Shit. Did you see that? I love when a, was, when a plan comes together. But yeah, but, so I, I think there's a whole lot of different aspects that go into a legacy and go into what we're trying to do as far as, you know, helping people and staying on track with that. And I think that, you know, people that, that text us and call us and give us that criticism using like using like Rob as an example, those we're always going to need people like that to try and keep us honest, Mm -hmm. right. To make sure that we're not straying too far off the path and to make sure that, and and even like, you know, the, you know, the boat and Tro and, and the face and, you know, just everybody that's part of the company, keeping us all on track and keeping us doing what we're, what we've set out to do. Right. Because I think yeah. when things get hectic, it's really easy to forget it's, what we're trying to do. It's really cool because the culture that we have in the organization, whether it's Vok or if it's Bearded Viking Meat Company or the Bearded Viking overall, um, <clears throat> we literally have a unified vision of what we want. And mm-hmm. every person that joins the organization, I don't know how we're doing it because it's not like I'm screening people hard if they want to <laughs> join. <laughs> Oh, cool. Your check cash. Great. Want to join? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, and, and that's a joke really, honestly, because the men we have surrounded ourselves with is are, are literally. Well, they had to, they had to believe in us, right? They had to yeah. believe in you. They had to believe in us and what we were doing. And 
the steps that we were taking to accomplish the goals. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where we get, we get those like like-minded people that want to be part of the culture and want to help, you know, propel it forward so we can have that impact on, you know, the people that we're trying to help and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the people that we're trying to get drunk with, with the mead company and, and everything else. Right. Yeah. But and it's it's important too because we have a lot of like-minded people too that we don't end up in a vacuum or like an echo chamber as far as yeah. you know hey no that's not a good idea <laughs> don't fucking do that <laughs> I, you know I, I, mean? I don't think i think that that's the best part about the like-minded people is that there is no yes man yeah there's not one person true. there's not one fucking like like we and this is a lesson to anybody starting a company right like so that everybody says don't start companies with friends we have a unique ability to say, this is business. Here's what I have in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And these are decisions and conversations that happen here. And we'll be in a fucking straight up argument. I mean, not argument. What is it called? It's a, uh, it's, it's a, a spirited, a spirited conversation. conversation. <laughs> yes. It's, we'll be in a straight up spirited conversation and get off the call. And we'll call each other afterwards and be like, Hey man, I saw where you're coming from. Just want to let you know, like I'm emotional about it. This is giving me heartburn. Cool. Cool. Same here. This is my, my take. Awesome. How about them Braves? How about them Niners? Right. Like that, so, I would just fucking move on. Like, right. Something it, totally separate. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> and it's interesting because it's in this, the way that we've built the organization, like is, is crazy for any of you entrepreneurs. It's, it's a legacy on its own because if it succeeds, then organizations should be built this way. Like it really should be because mm-hmm. you're, you're building it with people that can understand that everybody has something to lose. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Right. Some more than most others, but they're more committed in different aspects and hours allocated in a week. Right. Like we all know that. Right. But we all have something to lose. And there's always skin in the game, whether it's time, effort, or, you know, money. Mm-hmm. And those, those things are things like money you can get back, but you can't get time or effort back. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a thing you can recover. And so like those things really matter. And I don't think that in, in the vocal minority, I don't think that they, I mean, what was it? Vocal, yeah. Vocal minority. I don't think the vocal minority understands anything at, at all about that. Like the dude who's sitting on the couch in his home or in his mom's home downstairs, who's 46 years old, who's never left drinking code red Mountain Dew, fucking playing World of Warcraft, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. right? Or fucking GoldenEye and, and streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who has like six followers, who's been playing the same video games for 200 years, understands what a legacy is. I think that they have no understanding at all also about the world and the impact that you have on other people by the way you treat them you (laughs) only want to be treated they only want to be treated their way yeah and i think it comes with i think that comes with you know getting outside getting Mm -hmm. outside of comfort zones learning a whole bunch of stuff and then having the foresight enough to be like oh okay gotta make a change like I can play video games in my mom's basement and eat cheese puffs and stream, but I got to figure out how I want my cheesy puffs. <laughs> right. But like trying to figure out how to, to make that impactful 
and maybe you know maybe people aren't out there trying to help other people right so i don't yeah, know maybe I, we just we just look at it in a different a different way a different light and you know yeah it's a booze company and we're doing it for you know to make money and sell booze and stuff like that but you know when it comes to the podcast and stuff like that we're trying to reach out and and help people and we don't care whether you drink or not if you're yeah. if you're not drinking and and you know you've had a problem in a pa- in the past and you buy, drive, buy a sweatshirt buy a sweatshirt yeah you know and yeah do something like that you know comment on on the videos and the podcast stuff like that like that's just as cool you know be be you can still be part of the tribe and not be a drinker right bob There's, campbell bob campbell has been a so he's been sober for like 10 years 10 years or something like that and that motherfucker is the biggest meathead I've ever met in my entire life. He's like, it's fucking weird, bro. Because like, I'm <laughs> out here. Drink? I don't even drink it. I'm just out here because I love being around you guys. And I fucking love Bob, man. He's like one of the coolest, kindest people ever. And that dude will literally bend over backwards just just to to help you get a smile on your face in a day. You know? Yeah. And that's the, that's the that's the legacy. I don't think that people understand what a legacy is. I don't think they I think that people think like you have to have you have to be rich and you have to have power to have a legacy. I don't think that's a case. I think going back off of what you said, most, you know, most people have the ability to make a legacy in their local area. Like, you know, you hear tales when you're growing up of the fucking old boys in the hood, you know, in my hood, I was the old boy in the hood. Like I was, I was like, it was a brand new hood. So like, we were the old kids, like, <laughs> you know, like, and we, we grew up there and, and it was, it's weird. Cause like, you know, like maybe you make it, uh, maybe, maybe you make an impact there. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you don't know what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. You, you don't know if the person that you help pull a gun out of their mouth and you know they and and they, they they don't kill themselves ends up writing some sort of philosophy that changes the world or maybe they're just two dudes in a fucking in a garage you know um with a uh, a drummer and they're called the wild stallions bro and maybe they just fucking save the world they just shred, you know, dude. Like tenacious D. Like or like, you know, like Bill and Ted and their bogus journey or their excellent <laughs> adventure, you know, like you know, be excellent to each other, right? One of the right. best fucking <laughs> phrases ever. And you just you just think you, you just don't know what type of impact you have, but you should carry yourself in every in, uh, in each and every day in a way that you are constantly positively impacting others and if you have a negative impact on somebody you should go and try to have a positive impact i say that very very like eh, kind of because like there's some people i don't give a fuck about and that's okay (laughs) yeah you can pick and choose your battles for sure and and like you know tomorrow isn't guaranteed right so yeah trying to make as much impact today as we can because there might not be tomorrow that type of thing so i think i think that's all definitely you know, the highs and low points of, of creating some kind of legacy, leaving something behind. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, legacy for our families and legacy for, you know, the company and the business and culture. So I think that, you know, for the listeners, that's probably, probably ends up being a lot to unpack, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot for us to unpack. We still haven't unpacked it all yet. You know, we're, we'll get there one day. We Maybe. just barely we we just barely showed up at the house of the moving truck and we unloaded the fridge. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> like the, exactly. the fridge and the beds are installed. 
that like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> and those, and that was a struggle. <laughs> that was a real hard, like the fridge didn't fit through the fucking door. Like we yeah, had to dude. take off. We, it was a lot of work. Had to take to the handles there. off. Yeah. Had to take the handles off. Had to take the doors off. Had to look yeah. up a YouTube video on how to do it. You know, like <laughs> go to YouTube, YouTube, you, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, it, it, it's very, 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 very interesting to me. Like these, these very, um, philosophical conversations that we get into because we have a very baseline agenda it, we do bullet points because we free spot we free, we, we literally freestyle <laughs> all of it right like we're in a rap battle right, bomb, sp- right, exactly. bomb spaghetti yeah, like happening exactly. right now you know and and it's it's interesting because like none of this when we get comments like 95% of the time, I don't remember what we talked about because it's just the way I live. It's the way you live. Like, I'm like, oh, we talked about that. I didn't realize I was telling my life story again. Cool. Right. Well, it's like you go back and listen to it too. And you're like, oh, wow. Oh, we didn't suck too bad, you know, or there's you know, been, that was, that was, yeah. I mean, we've had bad ones too. We've had, we've had yeah. bad podcasts, right? It's just a given. And we're not going to be perfect at it every time. We're not going to be philosophical every time. Not trying to though. No, but like you said, like it's, we're freestyling and really kind of the thoughts and the input that we have is just kind of what's, what's on our brain, you know, what we're thinking about right then and how we are living our lives and how we're trying to live our lives. And that's the only advice that we can get is what we know. And what we've experienced and the things that we've been through with it. So I, I, maybe that makes it more interesting. Maybe that makes us full of shit. I think time will tell, <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably a conversation of interesting shit. <laughs> yes, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting down the road. It's super weird when I go back and listen to random podcasts. Cause I just do a spot check randomly just to see like mm-hmm. what we talked about. Cause I, I, I really forget. I really it's, do. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting when uh, Sam and Conrad start like cruising YouTube and find the the podcast, and they're gonna be like, "You said what? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, Dad, yeah. no, Dad, it's on this episode. Ah, shit, I didn't say that. Yeah, or like they'll be like, <laughs> Dad, you're like, you're you're profound. Like they're gonna be like nineteen. <laughs> yeah, right. They're gonna be like the, the five pillars of being a man. Profound. How'd you guys do that? Fucking no clue. Came up with it. It was Sorry. there. It was oh, there. Say? It'd be like that, Will Ferrell. I blocked oh out. What I blocked out what I said. Like, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it totally is, but like it it ends up. I think it ends up working out because I think we both can speak to different topics intelligently and you know have our input from life experience and it's, it's shit it's, that we've fucked up. Yeah, intelligently definitely is a, a very very good way to put it because like. We have more intelligence than mayonnaise on most conversations. Yeah. I mean, we use intelligence very loosely here at Bigger yeah. Viking. <laughs> Super. <laughs> it's a very, very wide spectrum, right? Yeah. Like a single spectrum, cell amoeba. Spectrum being the key word. Like, yeah. A single cell amoeba has intelligence. Like, like, <laughs> like we might be on the spectrum. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really good to, it's really good to do that. And, and like we, we say all the time, you know, we're not, we're not men's mental health professionals. We, we just, we're advocates for you not to do it. And and it's weird because we also get a ton of great feedback from the lady listeners, the females, Mm -hmm. the the women that listen, I, I applaud you 
because because you I stick did, through I, it. Yeah, and also I did a, a walking thing there on accident. I heard <laughs> no, it. I, I heard it that time. Um, <laughs> applaud you. <laughs> uh, I I do. I I think we we applaud you for 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 listening, and I think we mansplain things pretty well for the men that listen. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, well, like it's like. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Well, right, and that's right. the thing is like for the ladies that actually make it through the full podcast. And then they give us feedback. We're like, holy shit, you act, you made it? You made it through all the the cussing and and uh, grotesque the... shit that we talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. Know? It's, it's real. It's, like, shocking half the time. I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. Cool. Oh, shit, that's embarrassing. You lasted the whole time? You um, you've literally listened to more podcasts than my, our spouses. Combined. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I was given – I was given uh, – I was giving Justine shit. I was like, you never even listen to the podcast. And she's like, do you really want me to listen to the podcast? Like, go back and listen to all of them. I was like, no, probably not. Probably You're like, not. You, no, because she's been around us. Like, Yeah, she's like, you really want me to listen to you and JT talk on the computer? I was like, nah, now that you put it that way, probably not. No. No, no, it's probably better if you don't. She's like, I've listened to you guys bullshit and come up with dumb shit plenty. In real life, I don't need to. I don't need to listen to it on the podcast. Same. I, I mean, I've, you know, Vika says the same fucking thing. She's like, "I've listened to two. Who's enough?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that checks out. It's, that that definitely checks out. That dog hunts too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not to say that they're not supportive of it, right? No, no. They just they have to live with us. So like, yeah. like there's nothing nothing that we could say is going to be profound. Do you know that. how lucky they are because they get to hear how profound we are on a daily basis? All the basis? time. Like literally black out all the time and be like I all don't the know time. what I say. And she and like I don't understand what that. I think I take scowls and like the <laughs> As like a compliment, like you just said something ridiculously awesome. Yeah, yeah, and like eye rolls, I get a lot of eye rolls. Oh, dude, the, I'm they like, are... that's when I know that I have said something awesome. right on point. Yeah, totally if you awesome. can hear the eye roll from two blocks down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, you know, you nailed that topic. Yeah, like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Now my eyes are rolling around in my head. And they're yeah. about to fall out because you just broke it's, my mind. You have to look backwards at your brain to make sure it's processing the awesome information yes. that they just got like, from us. Seriously. Epic, like most epic thing ever is when they finally met. Yeah, it took a while. It took a <laughs> it while. It took a while. It was a couple of years yeah. of, uh, of that. That's an inside joke for everybody. But uh, Do you know how much, how much bullshit these women have to go through? It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it, especially if we're all in the same place. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of times they just you know Irish goodbye. They, every time. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of time. Every time. Every time they Irish. Every goodbye. time. I don't want to. I think I think both of them have only hung out with us till the end of the night once each. <laughs> Probably right. It's yeah. It's, yeah. And and it's even, good. even even when we were in Bozeman, like they all bounced. And they were like, nah, man, I'm fucking out. Like, the, yeah. all the ladies went inside, and it was like, dudes outside. And then, you know, it was like, we should talk about business drunk. Don't we talk about business drunk. We should have just slept on the deck. <laughs> it would have been, been, it would have been better. Yeah, it would have been. Just, yeah, we should have just got hammocks out. It, I mean, it was perfect temperature, so yeah, it was. Awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was great. 
So I think we should wrap up the men's mental health because we've been talking about it. But this is I, I really want everybody to, to think about something. This is the question that I would have for you is look at your life and where you're at now versus where you were. And look and see if you think that you would leave a legacy today for your for the people around you, whether that's your kids or your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. Maybe you don't have any of those and maybe you only have a best friend. Where would your legacy be if you weren't able to be here tomorrow? Yeah, just reach out and figure the kind of good that you can do. Yeah. Right? Be better. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, teaching teaching your kids or teaching the people around you or showing your people around you kindness and stuff like that is not that hard, you know? No. Shit, I was at the freaking uh, – and I think what you're saying, that challenge is is <clears throat> is pretty it's pretty good. It's it's And it's an easy challenge. It's something easy to do, you know? I was at the hardware store the other day with my boys getting some shit from the depot. Mm-hmm. There's this old guy trying to put like nine sheets of drywall in his truck by himself. And I was like, can't do that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait here, guys. And, you know, helped him put the stuff in there. <laughs> Walking away, they're like, who is that, dad? No idea. <laughs> Funny ass for his name. I was like, I don't know. I didn't need it. He just needed help. So I helped him, you know, yeah. that's easy. That's easy stuff. Super simple, basic stuff like that impact. Like is, is extremely important. Like if you've ever been with me anywhere and I see somebody who's a Vietnam veteran hat, I will mm-hmm. go out of my way to tell them welcome home. I will yeah. literally stop anything that I'm doing. I'll be in a mid conversation and I've done this to multiple people, including the CEO of my company at the company that I work for full time. Like we were in a, we're in a conversation. We're talking about some future plans for some stuff. And uh, he was asking me an important question. I was like, excuse me, hold on one second. Vietnam vet walked past. I stopped, walked over, shook his hand, told him, thank you for, you know, his service. Welcome home. Um, And they, you know, his generation, they were giants among men. And I came back and he was like, what was that about? And I'm like, I just think that you should tell people, how you feel all the time and express gratitude. And he was like, weird. Nobody's ever done that to me before. I'm like, well, if it, if another Vietnam vet walks in or a world war two vet walks in, just understand like my job ain't worth it. I right. go over there and fucking say hi. Well, it's not that hard. It's not embarrassing. Mm-mm. You know, it's, it's just something, you know, it's something easy to do. That's going to change the trajectory of somebody's day. Yeah. Like, and you don't know half the, like, you don't know how many breaths you have left. So make mm-hmm. them count. Make them yeah. count. Like, really, if you wake up tomorrow and you treat a waitress like shit, understand that that's the last thing that that person's ever going to remember of you if you don't make it the next day. I don't give mm-hmm. a shit about how bad your day is. You know, if, if you are leaving your house and you're going on a trip, you, you don't fucking leave that house without saying I love you and goodbye and I'll be home soon. And you're the mm-hmm. best thing that's ever happened. Because if you do leave your house, you don't, it's no guarantee even leaving your house. Like you could step off the fucking porch, yeah. trip and fall, <laughs> smack your fucking face and die. I was going to say, you know how many times I've eaten shit just walking around my own house? <laughs> yeah, like in a race or whatever. <laughs> I'm it by myself, asshole. <laughs> totally sober. <laughs> so, that race. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm not even an advocate for the, for the, the person you raised, you raised. So like, I would like, 
was there. Whatever. It's fine. You know what? It was dark. It was. Dude, nobody could even tell who won. Yeah. So, uh, you want to talk about some conspiracy stuff? Dude, I'm in. Do we have yeah, time? Dude. No, because we got, I mean, we do. Because we got bitched at for like an hour and 45 minute fucking podcast <laughs> by so many of you guys. Nobody actually, I'm like, I'm like surprised because I didn't think that anybody actually listened all the way to the end. Right. The stats are not true. I, I think that the, the stats are only, like, especially on YouTube where they, they record how long you're actually on it. But if you, if you get off of the, youtube and you come back to that minute mark it picks up again and that's when it records your next like, fucking session yeah, it doesn't even count as a unique um yeah. a eunuch a eunuch eunuch unique a eunuch those are people too they are poor people hmm. yeah if i ever lose my balls to cancer i'm gonna get uh ball bearings uh, in place so that when so i walk like, they clank ching, ching. that way you yeah. know i'm coming you should get like one of those little uh uh like never mind. We'll just <laughs> I'm not losing my balls of cancer. No, uh that's no, not gonna happen. Uh, I'm just saying you're like a fucking big ass nudicle. Uh <laughs> anyway. That's fair. So do you wanna take a trip back to Antarctica? Dude, we've been here. It's cold I outside. I'm in. Like fuck I it. Know. Dude, two, three weeks in a row. Okay, let's 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 recap lightly. Antarctica is where a lot of weird shit happens, right? And in the history of Antarctica, like ten thousand years ago, Antarctica flash froze. Maybe not ten thousand, like twenty thousand, whatever. The flash froze as the te- the tectonic shift plate shifted, and maybe. It, Maybe that's how it flash froze. I mean, that would have to be pretty like instantaneous. And yeah. we know that tectonics are pretty slow. Well, okay. We can let's get into Antarctica. There's a lot of weird shit that happens out That's the fucking recap. Right. So like it's all good podcasts do. We take, you know, stuff from ones that we love, like the Sean Ryan show. And Sean Ryan I- is gracious enough to let us use his you know, clips and, and stuff from his show, as hashtag long as, you know, we, piggyback. we, yeah, hashtag piggyback and Sean Ryan. And, you know, as long as you give the dude a shout out, like that's, that's his, that's his jam. He's cool about that. And he's got a lot of really good guests. And, crazy guests. Holy yeah, fuck, man. And if your algorithms are as fucking crazy as our algorithms, then you'll know that uh, Billy Carson was on his, podcast just his brand his newest one and the guy's got like three books out and you know he's buddies with we've talked about Stephen greer uh and he's you know buddies with him or acquaintances with him mm-hmm. and he got put on the sean ryan show and I we're, the term I, is accepted an invite accepted an invite to the sean ryan hashtag show. billy carson join our show too right just call in bro but he's he's pretty freaking he's like his intelligence is insane, dude. Bro, he is on the level of a savant 
Like, yeah, I was like, I was listening to his, I was listening to just some short clips because I was trying to figure out what I was going to listen to after I got done listening to fucking economic people talk. Um, not today, this week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm going to digress real quick on one piece on this because I want to give everybody an idea of like the level of thought this man puts into the world, mm-hmm. right? So in the same show, about, I don't know, 30-ish minutes away from where you're at in your show, he starts talking about artificial intelligence, which also links back to Antarctica. We'll get there in a second. But he said in like 1996 or 1997, 14 college students put together a video game. Okay, <laughs> that's good. But it has, but the, so this video game that these guys made has eight quadrillion planets in it, and there is no end of the game. You just play it forever, and you build your life, and you live your life, and the game without AI creates and generates different types of beings like organisms and so he 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 asks the question so can you imagine if you put ai in there where it started thinking for itself and it becomes conscious with inside the video game and it starts imparting knowledge to these uh non-player interaction what are they mpis whatever the fuck those are called oh npcs yeah npcs yeah and all of a sudden they now start free thinking and they develop an AI or a video game on their own that they start playing. And then they put the AI inside of that video game. And so it's, you get this, he's like, what ends up happening is you have layers upon layers upon layers of multiple universes that aren't even dimensions. They're just your universe is this. And the universe that you have, the universes you have inside of that are this and this and this and this and this and this. And you're like, holy, who the fuck thinks of that? Right. Like it's like layers a, upon layers upon layers. It's a sample of his intelligence to to speak what you're saying. But tell me what he said about Antarctica. Well, and he he was talking about I think he was talking about Egypt and he was talking about how like Antarctica is wrapped into it and the way everything was the way everything was before the flood. And the technologies before the flood. And he's not just pulling this shit out of his ass. He's pulling it off of like historical tablets that have been found. So Mm -hmm. he's like, he, and he references the the tablets and you can literally go and, and pull them. And uh, I think he said, uh, UC state, you can go and put the tap, put a picture of the tablet on there and their AI will completely um, translate it for you. He said, go out there and read them for yourself and translate them and understand them how you want to understand them and, and basically come up with your own opinion. He's like, I don't care if it's different from mine. He's like, the information is, it's out there. Anybody can go see it. You don't need to be some, you know, crazy scholar to interpret, you know, these several different languages. And I think he talks about like seven or eight different tablets. Yeah. And, he was talking about how, uh, you know, we've talked about how we thought the the pyramids were just big energy generators mm-hmm. and power generators, and he explains how all of that shit worked. And it's he, it's fucking wild when he starts talking about because you're like, 
How's this guy still alive? Right. And like all the stuff, like as far as the way he explains it and the chemical reactions that happen with these certain different elements that he's speaking about. I mean, it all checks out. Like it's legit. And the way I just want to have the amount, I just want to have the amount of time that it takes to fucking study that without having to have a constraint for a job. Well, and the man has written three books on it too. And it like his, his website is forbidden knowledge. Yeah. I was actually going to say, I I got pulled up too. Yeah. His, his website is forbidden knowledge.com. But I mean, he literally goes through in the first like 25 minutes of the podcast, how they generated power with the pyramids and the Nile basically ran underneath or very close to, so it could be diverted underneath the pyramid and it created, it basically ran off a of hydrogen. It created hydrogen and then the hydrogen was stored and used and it created power. And the, the obelisks were like little substation receivers and they were all around the world. Some were for communication, mm-hmm. some were for power generation. And now there's a bunch of stuff that's coming out that there's some pyramids that they found in Alaska. And then there's the pyramids that were found in Antarctica and Sean Ryan's had some guests on that were down in Antarctica and, you know, had the, keys to the, all the bunkers the whistleblower and all the dumps. Yeah. yeah, the whistleblower. Yeah. And there's there's a whole lot to unpack in all those shows. And it just kind of, it blows me away because all this stuff, you know, we talk about Antarctica and how it's special and there was life and all kinds of stuff there. And technologically advanced people there. And it all <laughs> kind of wraps in with what he's saying and what's good, what happened in Egypt and even what's here with Eric Hecker, by the way, is the whistleblower. Is it whistleblower? Yeah. And he talks about the, the pyramids here and, you know, same thing. Some were communication devices, some were power generators there was some that were in the United States or currently, you know, what's called the United States. There's a bunch in South America peppered all over. So, I mean, they were all legitimately like this gigantic power grid that powered whatever the hell they were powering. And, you know, it's like, and it's the, like the forbidden knowledge part, you know, he said, he, like, he even went into talking about like the, the Freemasons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how there's only a few that still that still know the forbidden knowledge. You know, there's some members that are just members of the Freemasons, and that's they're good enough with that. But there's actually some that hold the the knowledge and the key. yeah, like yeah, the, the keys to yeah, the keys to all of it. It's interesting because I wonder how much of that knowledge, um, when you start really getting into it, right? I wonder how much of that knowledge was actually kept in the library of Alexandria before it burnt down. And there's, there's the, on that note, right? So, so during that time, Rome was known, right? Like Rome, the Roman empire was known mm-hmm. and it knew about the different types of pyramids and such, but like, there's no understanding of what happened with the library of Alexandria. The theory that I have, which maybe somebody else's theory, maybe I heard it. I don't know. I fucking watch a lot of conspiracy shit. Cause of you, um, 
But the theory that I have now is that the Library of Alexandria was actually destroyed by the librarians. It was lit on fire on purpose to ensure that Rome didn't receive the power because Rome was a sweeping evil in their mind because they believed that uh, the Caesars that took the power away from the people would do that for the world, for all the free thinking people in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking trip because you go to South Africa or South South America and you see that there are fucking pyramids there. Like it's not even fucking like it's not even hidden. Like the Mayans pyramids are just a little bit different, right? Like the we, biggest pyramid in the world is down there. Yeah. That, until they decide they're going to admit that the one in Bosnia is an mm-hmm. actual pyramid. Right. Well, and you have like all these old world things where there used to be like uh, these or the, all of these old monoliths. Right. How the fuck did they get there? Like, how how did we move? Like, people want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, well, it was an engineering feat where they rolled these big giant granite blocks over 200 miles over to stack them on top of each other with elephants that they got from the fucking Far East of blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, you're telling me that these these dudes created these pyramids with hand chisels? Like yeah, wooden, dude. wooden, wooden mallets and fucking iron, like iron or what? And they're yeah, it so wasn't even t- iron tools, yeah. Yeah, like they're so they're mm-hmm. put together so tight that you can't fit like even a business card through in in between the, these these things. You're mm-hmm. you're fucking crazy. No way. Not fucking no. real. Well, and what he was saying too is is like a lot of it was already there. They were rebuilding uh, it after the flood. So yeah, I think that there was definitely some knowledge in alexandria in the library before it burned Mm -hmm. down but i think that maybe all of it wasn't in there because i've read stuff that it said like you know the burning down of the alexandria uh library set the human race back like 500 to a thousand years easily and but based off of like the tablets and stuff that he's that he's translated and found um and you know got his working knowledge off of a lot of that stuff was already there they were trying to rebuild after the flood it makes sense too like because in every single civilization that's ever been known along with fucking sasquatch there's always a flood and a mm -hmm. serpent thing that marks the sky yeah so i think that maybe a lot of that that generation was lost and he talks about how um there was basically, you know, big a big family and the family was fighting and the family was warring against each other. And it had to do with um, with uh, Atlantis, too. Mm-hmm. And he said there was definitely a battle in Egypt. He's like, because you can go to the glass, go to the sand and pull up beads of glass. And he's like, you know how hot it how hot it has to be to generate glass from sand. And he's like, people aren't just walking around breaking bottles in the middle of the freaking desert. So I I would definitely encourage people to go look at his, look at his books, listen to that podcast and just kind of further your, further your, it's not even really, to me, it's really not even like a conspiracy, but further your knowledge on it, because I feel like it's, 
it's real. It's true. There's so many signs that are pointing to it. And he even talks about now how we're finally getting back to the point where we can get back to space because that was one of the things that that happened is we were forbidden from going back to space and until we can regain the knowledge. And yeah, he was even talking about like, it takes like 33,000 times the uh, speed of sound to even break through the atmosphere and to get into space. He's like, and now we can finally do it. So I I would definitely encourage people to go listen to that shit because it's going to open up a whole train of thought that you may have never had. It's super interesting for the for, for me because like you know growing up you you read about Antarctica in like the Encyclopedia Britannica this is before you YouTube kids and like the free internet like you had to buy your knowledge like <laughs> or go you had to check it, that shit out from the, the library, library. Yeah. yeah and uh it, it's so crazy cuz like it was very like you go back and you look at those books and you're like oh this was definitely like this was definitely um pre-scripted by the gov by the feds you know by what whatever fucking world entity that is above them like whether or not people yeah. want to admit it it's a real thing and, and like he goes into like um those freemasons and he, he explains where the rothschilds came from which is uh-huh. a fucking trip they're worth like 700 trillion dollars yeah like that was insane the way he explained that and i was like holy shit like i gotta look this up and you start looking at it, and there's not a flaw in his logic, you know? Oh, you're going switching. Conspir- you're mixing. Going with the conspiracy. You're mixing darks and lights, huh? Well, yeah, might here. as well. Hey. Fuck it. You got to hey, live your way, life, man. Yeah. But um, it's fucking crazy when you start going down the path of what Antarctica is. Because I don't, I, you know, my goal, it's the only continent I've never been to. And like, when the company's up, we're going to have a fucking meetup in Antarctica. Well, there's and a the reason re- why they don't want people going there. Yeah. I mean, like you get a, you, you know, $10,000, you get a, a cruise for two, you go through the fucking Patagonias, which is super cool. Um, and then you fuck, you drop down and you get to fucking go to the Arctic shelf for a day. Yeah. Like you're not, you ain't going in past the, the, the fucking parallel. You ain't going into in or Antarctica because if you start walking in there, you don't they they can't tell you what's going to be in there whether it's fucking ancient ancient like arachnids which i know that you're out on um <laughs> i mean who the fuck knows but i think that i who knows if the o2 is higher there then animals are going to get bigger arachnids are going to get bigger like yeah. only the people that have gone there no, right? So it's hard to be like totally out on anything. You know, using docs, it's plausible because yeah. who the fuck knows? They won't let us go down there. Well, and the other thing about it too, it's super weird to me, right? So so if we're really experiencing global warming and all of these things were flash frozen, there's so many critters in the world that if they experience like a flash freeze of any kind, they just inanimate. And then they come back to life, like a hibernetic state where the, the heartbeat beats, like an whatever. Like an yeah. Alligator, crocodile, yeah. Or a, or a frog to fucking reference Jurassic park. Like, like mm-hmm. any of them, like, so now we're down there fucking around and like, 
how long is it till some sort of ancient fucking plague fucking comes back? Like a real plague. How, how could it be that everything for like an event like that movie, um, uh, what is it? Day Day after tomorrow. uh, Day after tomorrow. Yeah. Where everything flash freezes like in an instant. It has, it had to have been something like that. I mean, you have woolly mammoths that were found in the ice with food still in their mouth. And this is like more than one occasion. Yeah. So it's like, like how the what? fuck does that happen, dude? Yeah. I don't even fucking know. Cause like my brain doesn't want to know. I mean, it got negative 35 last week here and negative 51 last year over Christmas. And I'm like, that was really fucking cold and nothing flash froze. Like, think yeah. about that. Think yeah. about that. That's what I'm like, saying is like, it takes a lot. A just lot. For, for the UK listeners last December, on Christmas Eve, um, because you all don't use real fucking things, or maybe America doesn't. I'm not going to admit that, though. Um, <clears throat> uh, so for negative 51 degrees Fahrenheit, that is negative 46 degrees Celsius, right? So, and like at negative, what is it, negative 60 like that's when you you can throw a hot water outside and it turn instantly crystallizes. Like you, you can pee outside and it will fucking crystallize. Um, but that's yeah, negative. That's only that. that's nine degrees. Like my dick ain't even gonna experience that cold. Like I'm gonna pee no. inside. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna yeah. happen. I'm just gonna pee my pants if I'm outside. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't pulling it's it like, out. The if for real. And, and so you're you're talking like a flash freeze. It's got to be like all at once. 200 or more. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, it's insane. You're, you're literally, I mean, even when you're talking about like uh, freeze drying food, that still takes quite a bit of time depending on the weight and what type of food you're freeze drying. Right. So to basically flash freeze everything in basically an instant, like that takes some power, dude. That takes a lot. I mean, you're not talking, you know, Mr. Freeze from Batman just shooting his freeze ray or whatever. You're talking like some serious shit. Yeah. I'm going to look it up real quick. What would it take to flash freeze something? Yeah. Like, um, cause like right now they're using liquid nit- negative 196 in Celsius. Oh, wow. So that is fucking crazy that is not that is not warm my (laughs) friends that is not warm um so negative 196 is negative one is negative 320 degrees fahrenheit that's insane that's so cold like and it would have to go understand this like that temperature drop has to happen in milliseconds yeah, in an instant. You can't just gradually get up to that. No. Like and if there's no way. There's so many civilizations across the the world and uh Randall Carlson talks about it and um it's talked about in that documentary um on Netflix um what is it? Um Ancient Discovery mm-hmm. that there was tons of cave dwelling 
dwelling uh, civilizations that they went underground and they were living and growing food underground. And then eventually they came back to the surface. They found that one that was in China that China doesn't release anything. So, I mean, what a, it is what it is. But, like, they found that one in, in China that was a full-on, like, underground, huge cavernous place that um, was constantly at, like, like... 65 degrees or something. Yeah. And, um, like, there were places for, for crops to be that, that they found where crops could be grown and everything else. And you're like, well... Crops have to be grown if there's light. Photosynthesis does not happen without light. Never so, has, never will. So they had to have been creating some kind of some kind of light source, some kind of heat force, right. some something, some, some kind of hydroponics had to be happening down there. Yeah. It couldn't just the, be log fires because you couldn't even start a fire all the time because how are you going to go out and collect more wood to burn to create a yeah. fire? You ain't fucking cutting down an ice tree. That ain't fucking yeah. happening. That dog like, don't hunt. They don't even, according to current known history, they didn't have chainsaws. So you're going to tell me you're going to spend time in negative 300 degree temperatures? Yeah. You're fucking crazy. There's no way. They had to have had a fucking, uh, like, lasers. Mm, I believe it's lasers. Yes. Right? Many, many. Yeah. You complete <laughs> so and so what he's saying too is about how you know there was a civilization that came there was people that were already on earth and then there were civilizations that came from outer space and those were the ones that got in the fight and fucked it all up mm -hmm. but it actually makes a lot of sense when you when you read and hear stuff talking about how you know humans are actually designed better to take heat than cold and to live in a place that's or sorry to to live in cold rather than heat or to live further away from the sun than we live now and that's why people you know people still go out and they get sunburned mm -hmm. and you know it's it's harder for humans to adapt to heat than cold because you can layer up in the cold but you can't layer down in the heat Fuck it, because heat. because the earth is so close to the sun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll be an example of that. Like the, the hardest <laughs> time. I, well, there's the crab legs incident, but like the hardest time I've ever had was when I was overseas. Um, and yeah, you can put on layers to protect you. That's what all the, like the, 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 like all the Arabs do, right. They yeah. put on a lot of air, uh, a lot of layers and that's fine and all, but it's, you stay like, you're not going to stay, to maintain homeostasis in the human body if you're too hot um, because you'll your body will shut down. Same thing with cold, but you can layer up on the cold. You can have added things in the cold that you can't have in the heat. Like there's mm -hmm. not, that's not a thing. So, so like the reality to me, and it's a weird, it's a weird thought process shift, right? So, so you have known history, which is what the history books tell us to be think. Yeah, right. We're told. Right. And then you have unknown history is what, what we think. And then what history is, is, which is real history. And that's somewhere in between the two. Do you think, and, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think if we took, you know, let's say 35 kids from the age of kindergarten 
to the age of 18 and they were taught alternative history, right? So mm-hmm. the real sciences and the way things work from the age of, you know, kindergarten to the age of 18. Do you think that we would have a gigantic scientific leap forward? Cause I do. I think so. I think so. There's a, an actor who's um who, who talks about it. And um, let me get his name real quick. But I, I think <clears throat> this, this stuff is crazy. And he's talking about um, using the hydrogen frequency to send and receive signals. And he was talking about it with the pyramids, how they were using hydrogen and how it was receiving power, generating power and sending signals using hydrogen. And that's how we're sending signals into space is because hydrogen is the most uh, prevalent thing in the universe. So they're basically using hydrogen atoms and the frequency of hydrogen atoms to send and receive radio signals, basically. That right there Uh, is fucking insane. But it's not the first time I've heard it. No, it's not. I mean, the 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 reality is, is it? It's just this weird. It's science um, fact. It's not even yeah. fiction. It's it's no. not conspiracy if it's a fact, right? Yeah, I mean, really. Um, <clears throat> so the actor, I think it's Terrence Howard. Let me just double check this real quick. So he, I saw him on a podcast, and um, the dude, um, yeah, it's Terrence Howard. Um, so you might remember him from movies such like as awake, right? Um, or I'll pull up the IMDb. So everybody knows a, a real I, movie. Yeah. He's, he's been in a lot of he's movies. Hustle and flow. He's in four brothers. He's the, he's the, yeah. the brother in or the dude in, in four brothers, um, who sells, uh, I think sells the family's shit or he gets in, he gets in bad anyway. So, um, <clears throat> but like, uh, so so he even challenges modern day math. Yeah. And he's gone and he goes into it, right? And so um he talks about like four times one doesn't mathematically add up. And he's or no, he goes, no, it's a yeah, four times one equals four. And then like the square root of four is two, but two times two he like goes down this like whole path and and like I wish I, I had the, the context better than I do now because I wasn't really thinking about this but it's real because he he starts going in ha- and he disproves like four times one like he literally mathematically disproves it based off of mathematical law and you're like what the fuck just happened <laughs> I've seen some interviews with him and he seems like a pretty intelligent dude but oh it's like maybe it's like two times one but he's... uh yes yeah, like two like, he's like take the square root of two times one Take the square, like well, two times one equals two. Take the square root of one of two. Multiply it by two, and it doesn't come back the same number or something like that. I can't remember. He, I've seen some interviews with him, but I think it's hard for, it's hard for people like him to come out and do. I guess show the things that they know and like the intelligence that they've gained, without endangering their career. Ever. Right. Well, everything around, well, beyond that, right? Because, like, you're talking about, like, the career is one aspect, right? But if you can prove it mathematically, then that's a different story, right? But you're you're literally challenging the construct of humanity 
as we know. And so when you do that, and if you can mathematically prove it, like the kid who um, solved the time travel theory um, down in Australia, like when you come out and you do that, then you now have a mark on you by those in power. And that, that in itself is why people don't talk about Antarctica. Well, there's so many, there's so many like sketchy organizations out there. And I, and this is, this is fucking weird, totally unrelated. Um, but I was going to bed last night and I was watching, uh, the Sean Annie's about like, I don't remember what the fuck it was called, but, or what the fuck the name was exactly. But it was about like, uh, the, um, polygamous and like how they've laundered money and like the true, it was like the true crime about what the fuck they did. And it's a series, mm-hmm. dude, they're like, they were like often people and killing people that were coming out to try and tell the truth. And they have like this, this company that's supposedly making biodiesel that is not making any biodiesel, but they've been showing profits because they owned a bank and they've Mm -hmm. been showing profits to the federal government and made like $500 billion over the course of like 10 years. And then they had people within the federal government, like into the FBI. So when they went to go do the raids, all the shit was gone that proved that they were shady and like people were getting killed. And like, you have like organizations like that, like the plagues that are doing shit like that. And then you want to come out with an equation that's going to blow up the world and you don't think you're going to get dead. You're crazy. Like it's the whole, like circling back to Stephen Greer and zero point energy and all that. Like, like this is all like, like the more that we do this, this portion of the show, whether it's paranormal or this, the more the web becomes intertwined and it's easy to connect the dots. And it's not like I'm reaching. It's not like I'm fucking Jim Carrey in 23 where everything equals 23. Right. And the the thing is, is, I mean, fucking, you know, Billy Carson legit just tells you how to make zero point energy with a certain type of granite and, and water and a a quartz stone and water. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, just absolutely mind-blowing. And if you could get your hands on the right stuff, you could literally do it. You could power a city. But nobody's going to let you. Nobody's going to let you. You you, you freaking charges start showing up on your credit card to try and buy certain types of quartz and granite, and somebody's going to be knocking on your door, especially when you leave the hose on for too long and all of a sudden (laughs) the neighborhood's lit up. You know, like, it's just they make it they make it impossible for you to break away. Well, I and I think going back to what you'd said is now like we're getting to the point where we can go back to space when we earn it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. You have like the, the 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 dark entity above everything that's running the world, whether it's the Rothschilds or whoever's above them, because, you know, like if you go off the Star Wars theory, there's always like one more. There's always right? somebody. Yeah, there's, there's always, always one more. more. Right. There's always that. Right. And like the thing about that is it's absolutely true from everything that I've seen. Right. There's always a puppet master. Oh, yeah. Who's the who's the the puppet master's master? Right. When he brought up he brought up such a good point and it was something that was in the news and then it was immediately out of the news. And I had forgotten about it until he brought it up there. We have a U.S. naval ship that can go out and it never has to be refueled and it's not nuclear powered. It generates 
it generates uh, uh, it generates fuel off of the water. It yeah. creates the hydrogen out of the water, stores it, and uses it as fuel. I take that back. I think it has a mini a mini reactor on it to start the process, and then after the process is started, it doesn't even need it anymore. It's literally going through and burning hydrogen. Well, and the crazy the crazy thing about all of this, right? is like so we've talked about like the fact that there's actually like dudes now like many dudes have finished their service in the space force and they're like there's like a dude who hacked into like was it nsa or something like that and like there's all these naval ships with entire uk that was a guy uk UK. right Uh and like and like there's entire crews with dates of service and everything else for ships that don't exist right right and if you're talking about the space force and and realistically, like we're classifying them as an underbranch of the Air Force right now, but they've never been classified as a, as a anywhere ever. So the Space Force is a facade. So that for way we can money. start. Yeah, for spending money for, for these other things that are actually a a, a dark branch of the, the of the Navy, and it's like this weird fucking like it, it's that uh it's the shell game. Well, yeah. Like you and, don't, and if you shuffle way... it enough, you don't know where it's at. Well, and the way he explains it is, is they're trying to get away from being able to people being able to do a FOIA and get information on the projects and the money of where it's going. And it's just going to these big corporations like Skunk Works mm-hmm. and Boeing and and all these all these big industrial complex, military mm-hmm. industrial complex. And you can't FOIA a private company there. You're yeah. never going to know where those billions and trillions of dollars are going. And it's probably into space, but you'll never fucking know it. Right. Like we've probably had the technology for a long time. I bet you we we stole it, figured it out, whatever the case may be. And like like now we're starting to see all of this stuff coming back. And the question that I have is when you start seeing these things that are falling out of the sky with that look like, you know, the the scenes from Transformers in fucking in Florida or wherever they're at, right? Are those aliens, or there are they just our service members coming home? Like, is that a fucking transport ship right. that went? Well, and it's that, just like that. We're it's just like what we talked about in one of the first episodes. It's like that quote, the deathbed confession from Ben Rich, saying that we had the technology to take ET home, and you know we're two hundred, three hundred years ahead of where you know Star Trek is. And I'm I'm loosely quoting that, but th- I mean that's what he said. He said, yeah, we could we could take ET home. And and I still go back to like the whole um I put in the wrong Google Maps coordinates and I fucking ended up in fucking in in Miami because like that's the only thing that makes sense. Like they're not just gonna appear there. Like the I mean, I still think that that Antarctica is the port of entry for the earth. And it's a treaty that was signed, and when people go deviate from it or when these beings deviate from it, they end up elsewhere. And it's like I think it's I think it's definitely somewhere where they can just unabashed work on whatever the fuck they want, fly whatever they want, and develop anything, because and, nobody's there to see it, nobody's there to stop them. And, yeah, and like and same same like that same theory works too for ETs. It really does. Yeah. Like think about it. Like we're it's not like we're we probably have the ability to defend Earth from some things. But not from all things. So when your enemy is stronger than you, until you get stronger than your enemy, what do you do? You create an alliance or treaty, right? Like Eisenhower fucking signed treaties with with 
All sorts well, of shit. And the thing about the defense of Earth is, you know, we might not even know how many times it's been defended. But because we'll never know the technology, but who knows? It could have been defended multiple times just in the last, you know, 20 years. Like, but we, we don't have even no idea. We don't even know how many times Bruce Willis went on to a fucking asteroid and literally defeated the asteroid by drilling like, a hole in it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but Dugway has been selected as Boeing's new uh, launch and recovery site for their rocket ship. Well, I just want to let you know that I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'll and, miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Facts. And like for the, the listeners that made it this far, right? <clears throat> so like, you, I don't even think these are conspiracies because like, no, it's like past, science facts. <laughs> oh yes. It's not, I mean, over the, the past three years, it's not even conspiracy anymore. Because, like, the past three years, we have, as, I guess, quote-unquote conspiracy theorists, we have been proven right on, like, 95% of the things that we said. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. like there's definitely 5% that I'm like, okay, weird. Um, the, the other thing that you have to take into effect or take into account, too, is, like, you know, in uh, right before 9-11, uh, Dick Cheney. Yeah, Dick Cheney. And no, it was, it was Rumsfeld. It was Rumsfeld? It was Rumsfeld? Yeah. I always get the two mixed up. The same tomato, tomato. Same asshole. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, same fucking rich prick who got rich off of fucking heroes. Um, so, like, Rumsfeld fucking announces that we lost, what, $3 trillion? $3 trillion? I think it was like $6 trillion. $3 trillion is on it. Well, I, I want to say it was three, but whatever. A tr- Minimum a trillion. Minimum one. Right. Uh, trillion dollars were missing. And then a quote unquote airplane crashes into the Pentagon accounting section. But all the videos that they had that were released because of the FOIA show no airplane crashing into the Pentagon. It's looks like a missile crashing. Yeah. No, it's it's you're right. It's three. Yeah, three trillion dollars. Just we don't know where it went. Up in smoke, bro. Yeah, in space. Uh, up, up in space. Like, what are you protecting us from? I, and like, circling back to like the whole like, now we're ready to go to space. Well, at the same time, now humanity, because of like social media and stuff, we're no longer buying the bullshit that everything's putting out there, right? The door's and, cracked. The dog can't get it. He's losing his shit. It's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. So, like, like humanity can't, like, they can't contain us anymore. So the, 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 the puppet master and the puppet master's master fucked up by letting us get in social media because they can try to, like, like, they tried to get to the point where they were, like, shadow banning people. And now, now you're not shadow banning anymore because we, we know when you're shadow banned. Well, and now they're trying to cut, uh, they're trying to, to do like a geofence on certain information in certain websites. Yeah. I mean, Utah is a perfect example. They've geofenced gambling websites for, for sports for, yeah. And Pornhub apparently, and Montana. but, but they haven't, uh, gone out and like banned the plagues from making fake biodiesel and making 500 
billion dollars off of tax credits. So the whole the whole cabal, man, they're trying to hold everybody back from gaining this this forbidden knowledge, right? Yeah. And it's I I wonder how much money they spend is it government trying to keep all that information locked away well and now it can't be cheap it can't be cheap no and and they've the pandora's box has been opened because now you have like these freedom platforms and you have all this other stuff because once somebody learns something then they pass the knowledge on it's 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 global economics 101 which is funny because i didn't mean to bring that into this but (laughs) but there's the knowledge transfer the knowledge they call it a knowledge spillover right so you start in one firm let's call it myspace and then it spills over into facebook and then from facebook it, it spills over people leave that organization they start up their own organizations and next thing you know you're expanding this exponentially and you're growing it out one thing that you all need to know is that both of us are mentally stable-ish, but none of us <laughs> want to fucking die. Yeah. So, um, and if you're one of the people who are listening in DC or wherever you're listening to us from that, that doesn't like us, that's okay. We don't get views. Go bug somebody else. <laughs> you know, and the thing is too, is podcasts are creating a, I think yeah, not all of them, but some of them are creating a totally new news platform. Oh yeah. And a totally new way of gaining and sharing information. And that's one thing that is harder for them to stop, right? Is because it's kind of like anything, once the freaking torch is lit, man. Um, yeah, the, go back to that spark, man. Leave your yeah. mark. And and that's the thing is like this knowledge transfer and sharing knowledge is it's insane. And but it has to be shared, dude, or we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to end up in this same bullshit rut or another, you know, reset. And, you know, that that doesn't always end well. You might as well just let Gus in real quick. Dude, I, I want him to do it himself. Like, I want, like, the door's open, like, this much, and his body's, like, this big. Like, he can get through. He's just, he's, like, psyching himself out. That's funny as shit. So, um, I agree with you. And I think that, uh, we as a people need to, and this is gonna be a weird statement because I never thought in my life that I would actually state this. (laughs) We need to follow France's fucking role. France literally said, fuck you and your taxes, fuck you and all your other shit. Like they started all the farmers just started showing up and fucking spitting manure at everybody. And the real Germany now too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's catching fire, man. Like in the, in the words of the hunger games, man, we, we don't comply. Like we don't need to comply. And when you think about where society is versus where it could be, you literally have to sit down and think for like half a millisecond of like the free thought folk and the sheep and you have to segregate them. And like, here's the thing in one aspect, you can be a sheep and in another, and and the very second after that, you could be a free thought person. Mm -hmm. It's super weird. Like it takes, it takes one thought and one like mental connection to just completely sever you from like that system. And 
all that shit's going on in Europe right now, France, Germany, um, and I think it's the Netherlands as well. But if you go and look on any U.S. news, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they don't want it here. Newsmax, even uh, whatever the fuck the yeah, QAN or whatever the fuck it is, or uh, nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this shit right now. The news. <laughs> there is nothing about the revolutions that are going on right now in France, Germany, even the UK. There's nothing because they don't want that spark to catch. The, no, they're they're fucking. The United States is the their worst fucking nightmare because if that spark catches here, they're all out of a job. They're fucked. Yeah, there is no more power for it, and we go back to small power, like small yeah. localized, very small government, right? Yeah. Like all of your fucking restrictions and all that shit go away. You don't get your fucking dollars for fucking liquor licenses. Like you don't you don't get that anymore because now yeah. you're you're free thought place, and like it's funny because everybody thinks like that they're, they're free. Americans number one of all, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not. But we ain't free. Free means free. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And that's, that's the thing until, until, you know, you don't have to pay taxes for everything and everything that you do. You're not, you're not free. Now I get, I get it. You know, some things, you know, improvements in your community and stuff like that, that costs money. But yeah. 25% of my fucking paycheck that I work for, if you're, if you're lucky, shouldn't go to the government in nah, any man. way, shape or form. Dude, you're looking by the time you pay income tax, property tax, tax on goods, you're looking at 50 to 60% of your income. Oh, and yeah. That's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, and you like, might as well and, be the sheriff of fucking Nottingham, dude, trying to come yeah. around and get my fucking tax dollars. For real. Dude. And, like, uh, like, and that's a weird fucking mint, a weird thought because, like, you really sit down and you think about it and you look at what we, quote, unquote, fought for, and you're like, huh. That's a fucking weird thing because when you get out, now you're a weird Vietnam 2.0 vet and you're like, nah, man, the Fed is dumb. It's yeah. bullshit. It's a lie. It's a fucking yeah. lie. It's the I greatest lie ever sold. Yeah, I shouldn't be paying interest or taxes to the government for the house that I purchased. I could pay, I could pay interest to the bank that gave me. I understand that. That makes That's sense. Yeah. They have to make money, right? Mm-hmm. But it should not be the Fed that sets the interest rate. It should be the local economy that sets the interest rates. Mm-hmm. And I'll be da- I shouldn't have to pay taxes on cars that I already bought. Like I no. should not receive a letter in the mail every fucking year to register all the shit that I have. If it yeah. fucking runs runs drives and it's safe, nobody should I shouldn't, you know, you know what I mean? No. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, we're all on the same page and the the, the part that's the part that terrifies the puppet master's master is we're waking up. As a population, we're waking up. And whether or not you're left, right, or in middle, or green, or purple, or whatever you are, like, you have to understand, like, you're starting to wake up. Like, we're in the matrix. Well, By the way, ha- it has to happen faster, though. It has to happen faster. That way, happen- they, can't, they can't find a way to corral everybody back to it yeah yeah and i think that's why they don't want that european spark that's kind of leading the way right now because if that spark catches and takes hold here dude it's over 
It's absolutely over for him. Six guns behind every blade of grass. Oh, dude. Six guns. Game, game so, over. Game over. So, all right, we should wrap it up because uh, it's been a great cast. Um, we've been running on a good streak. I feel like we're on a hot streak right now with these Can casts. Just rolling the dice. Just even, yeah. Last week was a great cast. It was it was very, very structured and organized and went <laughs> load. Um, which is hard because like we, you know, we're, we're trying to bring guests on and, and like, if you're going to be a guest, you need to listen to the podcast. So you can understand how we flow. Um, you got to start looking at like social cues, which none of us look at anymore. Cause we don't give a fuck about other people. <laughs> and their kids. Like we, yeah. In a phone. Um, so I think it's time to wrap it up. I want to do a couple quick shout outs, uh, as always. So. Um, we shout ourselves out all the time for the bearded Viking, but really, realistically, if it wasn't for the bearded Viking made company, bearded Viking culture, none of this would be happening. Um, so if this is our legacy, this is a great legacy. Uh, shout out to boss graphic design and hopefully one day soon in-house boat, uh, who <laughs> gets paid to work here, uh, instead of volunteering his time. I, I want to give him a huge shout out cause he is really been one of the 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 key components to making this he's like yeah he's the backbone of the podcast for sure and even of the org right like he shows up and does shit that and doesn't bitch he just keeps going so huge shout out to rudy over there um if you need something designed for him uh for yourself or whether it's a logo or you want like a uh you know some sort of social media branding or you want a, a branding guide for your org reach out to him um He's he he'll be linked at the end, I think, or in the bio, uh, for wherever. Um, <clears throat> buy some swag from us for right now. Like, yeah, we know we're a we're a mead company that doesn't sell mead for now. Uh, that's that's coming to a close. That chapter is fucking finally closing. It's a long ass <laughs> chapter. It's like it's like literally reading Genesis, uh, if you are Christian, or reading <laughs> the story of Ragnar Lothbrok, um, and all the different things. <laughs> if you're a pagan. Um, and, and it's a long fucking book, long book. That's in the, in a, in a book, <laughs> right? A book in a book. Yeah. Um, I want to do a shout out to, uh, Mars, um, up here in Bozeman, reach out to Marty, uh, over at Mars. Uh, he'll take good care of all of your detailing or aftermarket needs for any of your vehicles. And if you own a plane, I'm surprised you're listening to us, but he also details uh, all the private jets that come into uh, into Bozeman. Would you say that he will give it a good scrub-a-dub-dub? He'll definitely touch you on the insides. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I so, bet he conditions leather, too. He definitely does. He, he's got all the right lotions. He looks like a good leather conditioner. He absolutely is. <laughs> Love so, you, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then a, a shout out to all of our listeners. Uh, do us a favor. It would be really, it would be really epic if you guys could either share a bearded Viking post on your own timeline, or if you could share this podcast, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or Pandora or Apple or whatever. I'd like, I'd like to increase our, our reach so we can start helping others even more. And that's it, man. That's a fucking great podcast. That is it. Yeah. With that being said, folks. Oh, I have one last shout out actually before. Oh, today is my daughter's 16th birthday. Oh yeah. 
to B. Yeah. Much love, B. I love you. I hope that one day that uh, I'll get to talk to you on your birthday. That'd be real cool. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Now, with that being said, I am Vico the Bearded One. Hi, and I'm the Yarl. Stay weird, weirdos. Cheers, motherfuckers. Be fucking toxic. Once you walk through the door Then you go down